I can already hear the chorus of execration. How dare I say such a horrible thing? How dare I stir up trouble and inflame feelings by repeating such a conversation? My answer is that I do not have the right not to do so. This is the most deceptive, vicious world. It is vicious, it's full of lies, deceit, and deception. The Jews are all in the government. And we have got to get in those areas. We've got to get the man in charge who's not Jewish. Control the Jewish monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice. The future does not belong to globalists. The future belongs to patriots. The future belongs to sovereign and independent nations. And now, coming to you from the realm of reason, this is The Fetch, and you are live Inside the Eye. All right, everybody, from Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia, this is The Fetch, and you are indeed live Inside the Eye. Today's date is Saturday, February the 24th, and good morning to everybody up and down the Americas and on into Canada, and a good late afternoon to early evening to everyone in European and Asian time zones. East West Asian time zones, really. And a good late afternoon, late Saturday to early Sunday morning to everyone up in, uh, in East Asian time zones. And of course, uh, wherever you are listening out there on the World Wide Web, may all be well with you and yours. Weather here in Riyadh has actually been rather hot, not, not subdued. It's been hot. Um, Whatever I typed there, that's wrong. Get rid of you, dude. Get, get rid of that that paragraph. All right. It was, it's been very hot. Uh, temperatures today hit 92 degrees under sunny skies. It's still quite warm with the current temperature resting at 85 degrees at just after 7 o'clock in the evening. Had to put on the air conditioner just to kind of cool off the room a little bit. I might do that again. Uh, but anyways, we're going to be in the 70s uh, out to about midnight tonight, and then we're going to go down to an overnight low. Still warm. Uh, it's still warm, 62 degrees, so it's just really hot to me today. It's been kind of hot. And it was, it's been a really warm winter here, to be honest with you. And Riyadh is, I believe, the lowest overnight we got here for the show. And I think total was maybe, what, 44, 45 degrees, something like that. It didn't get below that this year. So it's been a very warm winter here in Riyadh. And I don't think, and in fact, I doubt we're going to get down into the 30s this year. And with March now coming around just the corner next week. So I doubt very seriously whether here in Riyadh we're actually going to experience anything under 40 degrees for the winter. And that kind of sucks. I kind of miss cold weather. I actually do miss cold weather. I miss uh, a little bit of snow every now and then. I miss blustery air and things like that. But anyways, guys, this is just our fate. You live where you live and you got to put up with what you got to put up with. And uh, like my mom always says, never complain about the weather because it ain't going to change a thing anyway. So just get out there and do your job. So anyways, here we are. All right. It's been a tough week. If my voice sounds a little 
off. It is. Uh, I had a very serious bout of some coughing this week. Uh, really, I, I, it took me two days to even recover just a little bit to move. Uh, I was bedridden for one of those days. It was it was weird, to be honest with you. I don't know what the hell this thing was, but apparently something's been going around here in Saudi. And uh, people just, they like got worried, panicked, wanted me to go to the hospital and everything else. And I'm like, I'll be fine. Just let me relax, man. Just let me be at peace here. I'm going to be fine. But the voice is not really quite there yet. I'll probably have to get some tea during the break. But uh, anyways, I think we're going to be okay. I, I, I've recovered mostly. This was earlier in the week, so I've recovered mostly. So I think we're going to be okay to get through uh, three hours of intelligent media for the politically aware. You know, I was actually listening to the studio, uh, warming up here. Not really warming up, but trying to get a little bit of prepared for the show. And I don't know who's preceding me, but he's like... Uh, Okay, younger kid, I guess. I don't know who that is. And he's like uh, advertising Speak Free Radio. And if you want to follow him, go over to uh, DLive and uh, Odyssey. And I'm like, dude, dude, maybe a couple are, but I don't think they're coming over to watch you, dude. They're here for fetch inside the ally but thanks for some of that stuff is kind of entertaining. Give the guy some credit. I don't know who that is, but give some of that stuff some entertaining work there. It's called Flood. Okay, okay, great. And I'll tell you, it was entertaining. Um, I don't like the F-bombs. You know that. I'm a sort of a family kind of guy, and I don't like the F-bombs. And I understand he's a younger guy, and F-bombs are a little bit more acceptable in that age group. But nonetheless, uh, it was <laughs> stuff like his last song about Cyanim was actually pretty darn good. I thought uh, that they, they're doing a great job. So, okay, there's some there's some uh, creativity going on in the movement out there, and that's actually not a bad thing. So uh, my hat's off to the find. I don't know who put Flood here, who got Flood to agree to be at Speak Free Radio, but all good stuff, guys. So it's great to have somebody around uh, before or after to support the fetch. It's all a good, that's all good stuff. We've been doing this, as you know, a very, very, very long time. All right, let me get you caught up on a little bit of news. Uh, next week and the week after, we're talking about a two weeks. I'm going to actually be traveling, everybody. So I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do the show the next two weeks. So I will try to have a, uh, obviously, live host here. If I cannot do it, I'm going to actually be, if everything works out according to plan, I'm actually going to be in China. So we're going to give China a whirl. We're going to see what it's really like to live there, see if it's as bad as it is, they claim, or if it's as okay. I don't know, but uh, we're supposed to go there to do some work. So I will be there for at least, I don't know, if everything goes according to plan, about seven Um to 12 days, something like that. And then I'm going to make a drop over into the Philippines for another four to five days. And then I, I plan to make my way back into Riyadh. So that means I'm going to be out of commission here for about two weeks uh, following this show. So again, I will probably bring my gear to see if I can actually do some of the shows. I'm not sure I'll be able to. So just kind of a forewarning here that you may not have me for the next couple weeks after this show. So just kind of be say just just say I didn't warn you that type of thing. Just don't say I didn't warn you. We're always good with you guys because you're good with us and we try to be fair with what's going on. And so with this one, it's kind of pre-planned. So we'll let you know a little bit what's happening. So we may be not in Russia like Tucker Carlson. We may be in China uh, doing some things out of China. So um, we shall see. We shall see. It's not a foregone conclusion yet, but it's pretty well done. It's just a matter of the visas and all that getting properly done. So we'll see what happens. All right. 
Uh, where do we want to start today's show? Other than a sip of something to drink, maybe? Yeah, sips are probably a good place to start that show. All right, I wanted to start, I believe, with uh, something that happened this week with uh, Danny, I think, Danan. He's a former ambassador uh, to, I believe, um, Australia, I believe, to Australia from the state of uh, Judaism, uh, which is also known as Israel, also known as the Satanic Death Cult, whatever you want to call it. You know, it's up to you at the end of the day. I can't. I can't control what you call that shitty little place. But nonetheless, uh, Danny was on a show, and apparently he was just, as most Jews are on the air, he's just rude as, rude as what. But, you know, when I watched this thing, and I didn't watch all that much, but I watched enough, I thought, you know, this is a good time to talk about the global elite. And the global elite, I mean, I used to hang around people that were literally around Saddam Hussein, okay? I, I used to go to lunch at Saddam Hussein's assistance restaurant in Jordan. You know, I've gone into Iraq and done some things that most of you would not think or dream of. That's annoying. I'm in the front of the house, and somebody just tipped off a uh, a uh, car alarm. Yeah, that's really annoying. I hope that car alarm goes off soon. I hope you didn't hear it. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, I've hung around these guys. Literally, I've hung around them. People very, very close. In fact, personal friends to King Abdullah uh, in Jordan. Um, people that were chaperones to people within the royal family with King Abdullah of Saudi Arabia. Um, just all kinds. Um Anyways, I think it, this, but the known guy was also an ambassador equally. I think it was an ambassador. Um, but nonetheless, I've hung around these guys. Not around the globe entirely, but um, a portion of them. You know, literally a portion of them. And I got to know them very well, and I, I've gone out with them. I've drank with them. I've uh, traveled with them. And um, I got to know a little bit about how they are and what they are. <clears throat> and within a within this sector, there's just something that is unmistakable, and that is they're just con men. That's it. They're con men. They're not politicians. They're not much of anything. A lot of them are in the the, the gay 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 scene. There, a lot of them, not all of them, of course. Uh, certainly not in Iraq, but a percentage of them, yes. Uh, they're they're homosexuals. Uh, they're in the entertainment business. They're con men. They're literally con men. And when I watched this interview, this is what came to my mind: is here's just a con man getting caught, and he doesn't want to deal with it. But you know what's happening. Right now in, in the world, especially relative to Israel. Now, as we all know, Israel is a shitty little country. And, you know, they can whine and they can bitch and they can moan and they can complain all they want. It doesn't change the fact that Israel is just a shitty little country. It's filled with shitty little mentally mental midgets who believe in genocide, who believe in mass murder, who believe in ethnic cleansing, who believe in their... This is for us Jews and us Jews only. And and for the rest of you, Goyim, uh, we have the right to kill you and do whatever we want to you because we're God's chosen ones. And, of course, we get to be superior to you. And we've all experienced Jewish genius at this level 
somewhere. You have, I have, and it just it leaves a bad taste in your mouth to begin with. But a lot of people over the years have been afraid to deal with it because you're dealing with a genocidal death cult. As uh, this uh, guy on on one of these YouTube channels I've been following about Israel likes to call them. And he's right. They're a satanic little death cult. But you had a story with the known on Sky News. And let me see if I can find that. I'm going to go and put my video on, guys, so you can actually see me, those who are behind. I think Copa Blanco, you're there. Okay, you were there last week. Welcome back. Um, you have the, the non again on Sky News. Now, I want to listen to this, and then we're going to kind of like decipher it just a little bit with the idea that really we're just looking at a freaking stupid con man. Just a piece of crap con man. He's nothing more sophisticated than that. And, and and there's no reason to play him up to be more than that. He's just a con. He's just a con artist. The ambassador to the UN, Danny Danon, and Sky host, Bell Donati, has caused some controversy. Take a look. You've called for a voluntary migration of Palestinians from Gaza. In November, you co-authored a piece that appeared in the Wall Street Journal. You suggested the ethnic cleansing of some of Gaza's population to Western uh, no, countries Wilbur, that would accept you, you, you the refugees. The, the exact life. quote from that article, one idea is for countries around the world to accept limited numbers of Gazan families who have expressed a desire to relocate. Do you stand by I those will, statements? I will not allow it. You know, ethnic cleansing, that's a word you used. If you read my article, I spoke about voluntary immigration. I, I read that article. I did okay. read that article, so and I've just quoted from it. Let me remind you that you spoke about ethnic cleansing. I spoke about voluntary immigration, and I think... Any now, I'm going to stop it right there. Now, first of all, understand something very clear here, and don't back off of your, your wits about this stuff, because you're dealing with a really scummy little piece of crap con man. He says, I didn't talk about ethnic cleansing. I talked about voluntary, voluntary, uh, voluntary immigration. In fact, let me play a little bit more of that. If I can get this thing to play. Can I do it? Can I do it? Yes, I think I, it will continue. Anyone in the world who voluntarily wants to move to another country should be eligible to do that. Uh, mm. Okay, there. Now let me stop it there. Because he goes on to say, I said voluntary immigration and anybody who should wants to travel anywhere in the world should be able to do that. Well, first of all, number one, the guy's a con man, and he got caught right here, but she didn't know how to play it. I would have played this a whole lot differently. They'd be apologizing left and right for me, trust me. They may, they'd fire me. I don't, I don't give a crap. Because what he just said to everybody, to the world, is that, you know what? If you want to emigrate anywhere you want, you should be allowed to do so. I'm the great Jew. Now, you have to understand, this whole thing that went down here was a organized plan by this genocidal death cult, this pack of rabid con men, to sell the idea of ethnically cleansing Gaza. So what does he do? He goes out and he writes this article about voluntary immigration and like okay great job danny good job good job now we're gonna call up of our all of our assets and we're gonna try to get you on all these different television shows you know so you can get on the news shows and you can talk about it and so they're calling around hey yeah this is the israeli foreign ministry danny Danon just came out with a great article you think you can have him on as a guest to talk about it hey yeah this is uh this is shamir from the uh 
you know, the uh, Israeli foreign ministry. Did you see that great article by Dan? Can you go ahead and kind, kind of carry that? And then you got the Sayanim, which is exactly what was just playing before. They're all getting together. They're saying, yeah, 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 let's get Danny on. Let's get Danny on to talk about it. Now, you want to talk about chutzpah. Dude, you wrote an article. Big effing deal, dude. You wrote an article. Big freaking deal. Oh, it's a genius article about voluntary immigration. And how you believe, based on this interview you just got too, that anybody should be able to travel anywhere we want. And I would have said, all right, fine. You really believe that, Mr. Danny? Then well, let's end this entire problem right now. There's about a million to two million Palestinians that would like to move to Israel and get their homes back right now. And you being a believer in, in voluntary immigration, all of you stupid, moronic Jews can get out of those houses. And then you can get, go out, and we don't know where you're going to go. We don't care, but it's voluntary immigration. Let them all return home to Israel. And we're going to all be good. Isn't that great? We just solved the Middle East crisis. The right of return. Is called voluntary immigration, and you Jews are going to allow everybody to voluntarily immigrate to you. Of course, he didn't mean that. No, 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 you, you can't come to Israel. No, 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 no. Okay, then you didn't mean voluntary immigration, you freaking moron. Seriously, you didn't mean voluntary immigration. Now you're just a foreigner who doesn't know English. Trying to use English words that you don't even know what the hell it means. Because if you really meant voluntary immigration, we're going to say, listen, all you Jews, yeah, you guys are stupid morons in Israel that stayed. Get the hell out of your houses because you're going to allow for voluntary immigration from Gaza into Israel. And you're going to give everybody's homes back that you stole in 1947, 48, 49. Hey, we solved the Middle East crisis. Thank you, Danny. You're a genius. Thanks for coming on the air, dude. But Danny didn't mean that. See, the chutzpah of these Jews is this. Everything in life here, national economies, are in a form of supply and demand. There is a form of balance out there. Balanced Supply and demand tends to balance out somewhere along the line. So whatever whatever housings are needed, supply will be created to fill that need. Now, Danny, with his, quote-unquote, his voluntary immigration, which doesn't include Israel, so it's not voluntary immigration. So we know the guy's full of shit. Excuse my language. But, Danny, you're just full of shit, dude. You're just a con man. You don't mean shit. You're just coming up with nice fluffy words that don't mean anything. You're just using con man language on us, dude. You don't know English from your, from whatever, dude. You know what? If it's really, if you really think you know English, get the hell out of homes. We're going to allow for voluntary immigration back to Israel. Now, you Israelis, you can't leave Israel. And you find homes for your freaking two million people instead of us in the West having to go shuffle around or everybody here in the Middle East shuffling around to go find housing for the problems you're creating. Because that's all Jews are. They create all the problems and then they want to push it, push it, push it on everybody. They sell it as voluntary immigration as if we're supposed to accept 200, 300, 400,000 people, 400,000 people. And all the homes and everything else that, that, that puts your supply and demand completely out of balance. 
It, we already know that, but it's already, it's already happening to us. But even if it wasn't happening to us now, it would still do that to us. Why do you think the Middle East is like, no, we're not doing it? Why should we put our supply and demand dynamics out of balance for a freaking shithole country like, like Israel? I mean, seriously. And Danny's up there trying to sell this thing as if it's voluntary. And it, it's like, that's, that's the con man, dude. He's just a con, he's just a stupid con man. He's using fluffy words. You don't even know what the hell they mean because you can't make his words into voluntary. It doesn't mean anything. Now, to her credit, the host kind of caught on to this, but she didn't approach it the way I just did, but she kind of like called him out on it. It's like, you know, really? It's not the first time that we hear those allegations. Yeah, the sort of yes, the sort of voluntary relocation of, of many Jewish people during the Holocaust. I imagine I, it is not how can voluntary you even, how can relocation. You that? Let us, shame on you for that. Comparison. Let us please. Let That's us, a shameful anti-Semitic equation. Let us please go to the subject. You said. You said earlier. You. Now here's the thing. Once this piece of crap con man got called out on the con, because that's what he was. He just got called out on his con. This is not about voluntary immigration. This is about us Jews pushing the problem onto everybody else. And we're going to use sweet talking language that doesn't mean shit rationally so that you'll go ahead and accept it. Oh, it's so soft. It's voluntary immigration. I'm a Jew. I'm so smart. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Shut the frick up, you freaking moron. You, you know, you're, you're making zero sense here. You're not talking voluntary immigration. You're not letting them go to Israel. So now what are you talking about? You're talking about ethnic cleansing. That's what, now we're going to define it for you, you freaking moron. But I'm a Jew. Listen to me. Listen to me. No, 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 no. You're a stupid idiot con man. And we're going to define what you just tried to pull over our wool or put what wool you tried to pull over our eyes. You're talking about ethnic cleansing, dude. You know it. I know it. The International Jewish Congress knows it. The whole world knows it. Shut the frick up. And that's how people have to start talking to these idiots. They're two-bit con men. And they control too much. And because they're con men, they don't give a crap about anything or anybody but their own self-enrichment. They don't care what's good for anybody but themselves. Is it good for the Jews? Oh, yes, it's good for the Jews. It's like, dude, we've been watching you freaking monkeys go round and round and round and round and round for years. We sit there and watch you from a side going, wow, here's the next con. Wow, and you stand back and you watch the Jew go around with his tail. Where are you getting with this bullshit? With these people? Seriously, where are you getting with this? He wants to make it sound like what's happening in Gaza. There's no way you can equate that to the Holocaust. You're right. Because you know what? Gaza doesn't have swimming pools, jackass. Gaza doesn't have brothels. Gaza doesn't have its own little symphony. Gaza doesn't have its own little currency. Gaza doesn't have its own stores where you can go buy something. Gaza doesn't have weddings. 
Not anymore. Gaza doesn't have shit. There is no comparison between what the Germans did, treating you guys civilly, civil, in a civilized way compared to what you're doing here that we're witnessing on the global scene. What we're witnessing now is literally the definition of genocide. They're taking out the entire seed line of entire families, and they're doing it in spades in the hundreds and the thousands, certainly the many hundreds of hundreds. I mean, think about that. What the Jewish people are doing is taking out entire seed lines. They're taking out grandma. They're taking out grandpa. They're taking out mom, dad, uncle, cousins, sisters, aunts, uncles, kids. All in one shot, one little drop bomb, boom. There goes the entire seed line. Oy vey, you can compare this to a holocaust. No, we're saying you guys are mass murder and genocidal con people that you want to continue this little fraud. And frankly, folks, these Jews, they, they, they're empowered by the fact that they control the West. And we have to get our countries back from these psychopathic maniacs. It's fetch back after this. You're listening to Speak Free Radio, the free speech internet radio platform. Hello, I'm Jodie Kay, and I'm here to tell you about my debut album, The Acorn. The Acorn is a concept album with 14 tracks. It's an album of three parts. The first part is in honor and memory of those who have lost their lives or had their lives taken. The middle section honors traditional folklore. The second half is dedicated to us, to inspire us, and to remind us of our duty to preserve our history and our culture so that we can pass this on to future generations. The album is available on CD and digital download from my website, www.jodyk.com. For what we do today will be I think there are two ways in which people are controlled. First of all, frighten people, and secondly, demoralize them. An educated, healthy, and confident nation is harder to govern. And I think there's an element in the thinking of some people. We don't want people to be educated, healthy, and confident because they would get out of control. <laughs> the top 1% of the world's population own 80% of the world's wealth. It's incredible that people put up with it. They're poor, they're demoralized, they're frightened. And therefore they think perhaps the safest thing to do is take orders and hope for the best.
All right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, it's the Fetch Inside the Eye live again right here on Speak Free Radio at speakfreeradio.com. And, of course, you can probably, as some of you are doing already, you go in through um, Inside the Eye Live, insidetheeyelive.com, and we have the player in bed. Now it works pretty good there, so you can see the player, listen to the player through uh, com, and I do see enough click-throughs now to where it's uh, nice. Okay, that's great to see. So thank you very much for that. I want to also thank uh, the, really a lot of the new callers. We've had a lot of great new callers, and i got to turn on my telephone lines, by the way. They're not on yet. Uh, turn on the telephones now. Okay, telephone lines are on. And, uh, okay, yeah, telephone lines are officially on. So that's at 323-275-1314. That's 1323-275-1314. So if you'd like to join us there in the te- in here, you can call there or you can come in through speakfreeradio.com forward slash ITEL. And uh, what I do nowadays is I'm starting to record the show video. <clears throat> so I'm recording just the show. I'm not broadcasting it out due to bandwidth constraints. Uh, but I am recording it. So if you want to watch it live, uh, I would like to stream it, but I just have problems with the bandwidth. You know, we had that those problems a few weeks ago, maybe a month and a half ago, where we kept freezing up, and I think that was caused by the bandwidth. So I'm just recording it locally, but if you want to watch, well, you can come in to Speak Free Radio, speakfreeradio.com forward slash ITEL, and you can actually watch the show, which is kind of cool. Um Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. So anyways, uh, I want to carry on a little bit more with this uh, Danny Danon guy or whatever his name is. Again, he's just a con man. Folks, start looking at that this way. You know, this is my advice to you. Don't play them up to be anything big. Play them up to be for what they are, con man. I mean, you look at this Danny Danon guy and... uh if you look at his, if you look at his uh, Wikipedia page for what it's worth, uh, he's said to be an Israeli politician, a former diplomat, um, a member of Likud, which again puts him in alignment with, uh, as far as I'm concerned, until I see otherwise, he's aligned with Donald Trump. Uh, Danan served in the Knesset from 2009 to 2015 and re-entered the Knesset in 2022. Uh, from 2015 to 2020, Danan served as Israel's 17th permanent representative to the United Nations. The former leader of the World Batar, I don't know what that organization is, to be honest with you. Uh, Danan was elected chairman of the World Likud. See, so essentially Danan is aligned with Donald Trump, with uh, Ivanka Trump, with, uh, oh, uh, what's that guy's name? Jared Kushner. So, you know, this is all the same extended circle of con men, essentially. Now, he is considered a right-wing thorn, they say, in Netanyahu's side. Then on challenge Netanyahu to the for the party's leadership in 2007 and 2014. And... Um, he was actually fired by Netanyahu because uh, Netanyahu tried to find a peace agreement. Netanyahu is all about saving his own ass. And then, you know, in the way that they recycle these guys, and they always recycle these con men, and because they're con men. They can do whatever they can't want because it's just words. They're not trying to serve a purpose. They're just using words to control a position. Um, Danan was appointed to serve as a minister of science, technology, and space. He was just being... Uh, 
recycled, so to speak. But anyways, this this thing went on with uh, Danon, and and you can hear this guy complaining, whining about the Holocaust. It's like, dude, you know, first of all, you Jews are in our pockets every day. Every day you want money. Every day you want you want attention. I mean, every day we have to listen to your bullshit language, your your con men coming on the television, trying to convince whatever, gaslight, whatever, just all your con men coming on the airwaves every day uh, to say whatever they want. But but what we're witnessing is a literal genocide in, in Gaza. I mean, by the very definition, I mean, they're wiping out the entire gene pool of families. I mean, in one shot, they're going in now. They're, you know, you got Israeli soldiers being encouraged to show off on TikTok, you know, what you stole. And it's estimated that the Israelis have stolen upwards of $50 million, $50 million of Palestinian goods by, excuse me, by going in, taking over the country, and then just looting the homes. $50 million, it's estimated, they've stolen. We had a soldier just recently, if you want to call him that, uh, one of these terrorists, because I think really the Israelis are terrorists. The entire country is a rogue country. It is a terrorist nation. And this guy was showing off like his Rolexes. You know, he's like got all these expensive watches. See, look at all my watches. Look at all my watches. And like, you know, you have an American over there. And they're, you know, he's basically talking about how hey, it's kind of fun, man. We're just going to blow up those block of homes over there. They're really just blowing up civilian infrastructure, just literally blowing it up. And, and if you don't understand the terrorist, war criminal, genocidal nature of this death cult called Israel, or called Judaism, because Judaism is a death cult, then um, you're just not paying attention anymore. You know, we had Colombia put together a uh, resolution to call for a ceasefire again this week, and everybody knows this has got to stop. Because what's happening to the Palestinian people is a genocide. It's a straight up genocide. They're, they don't have food. You got kids starting to die from starvation. You're, you got people dying from malnutrition. They don't have water. They don't have electricity. They don't have any, they don't have medical supplies. They have nothing. They're being literally moved. You know, I used to talk years ago. I said, you know, when the, when the media talks, they, they will say something in the media or do a false flag and amplify it with their media. And then they will bang. That's kind of like the fish in a pond or a big uh, metal, metal like a, like a, what do you call that? A, uh, a metal tank like you might find in a, uh, a, an oil farm, you know, one of these giant tanks. And the fish are in there and then they'll bang on this side and the fish will go over to the other side. Then they'll bang on that side and the fish will move to another side. And that's kind of what, you know, the, the media does to Americans with all their false flag stuff. Well, that's what Israel's doing in real time. To real people. They're not just doing it psychologically. I mean, they're just coming in, boom, 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 boom. Everybody has to run over here. And then 70% of the homes are destroyed. In the process, multiple families have been completely genocided. And that's what you call it. They genocided the family. Literally. Mom is dead. Dad is dead. Cousins are dead. Mother's dead. Grandma, uncle, kids, aunts, uncles. They'll take out 30, 40 people in one house. Nobody has anywhere to go, so everybody's taking care of everybody. So they just wipe out the entire gene pool. That's Israel. That is what it means to be a Jew, everybody. You get to do this, and it's fun, and nobody can hurt you. Nobody can harm you because it's great. Look what we get to do. We're Jewish. <laughs> Isn't great, man? We get to go blow up the entire El-Khattab family. Isn't that great? 
Remember the Akatab family? They all used to be doctors. They used to be university professors and very well respected in the community. But we just said they were terrorists and we get to kill them all because we said so. We're Jews. Eh. And yet these Jews want to get up there on our media. See, here's the thing about Danny Danon. He's not on Jewish media. He's on Sky News. Now, that doesn't belong to me. It belongs to the to the. Uh, I believe this was coming out of Australia. But um, that is not Jewish, theoretically, airwaves. Those are Western airwaves. If these are our countries still, because after all, those are countries we founded, crafted, created, honed, etc. Now, those are our airwaves. We still are the majority. There are airwaves. Who the hell is this foreigner to come on here, abuse English, Calls ethnic cleansing voluntary immigration. Yeah, okay. Give me your money. Eh, give me your money. I hand over my money and it says, well, you did it voluntarily. And, and Danny Donaldson, see, you did it voluntarily. Again, they don't even know how to use English. They don't know how. They're just con men. Using sweet, soft words to get you to believe they're bullshit. Because that's all it is. They're just a bunch of bullshit. Everything about them is bullshit. Their only interest is killing people. And getting away with it. Very simple. They want to kill and get away with it. They want to commit genocide and get away with it. This is the state of Israel. Anyways, you had uh, this Colombian uh, thing this week, and the United States vetoed it again. I know the United Kingdom, I believe, maybe abstained. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the UK did on that vote. But, um, you know, it, it's unsustainable. It's unsustainable what's going on. But what's happening now? On the global scene is that before, I would say, you know, Jews run my country. We call it Zionist occupied government. And, of course, we never had a problem with that within our networks because we actually understood it. It was true. I mean, it was true. It's obvious to all of us who knows what's going on. We give money to Israel. Israel goes, turns around, buys up all our politicians for $100 million. It's a fact. I mean, we've all known this for a long time. Israel runs and owns America. They can move America any way they want. So Israel... And the American government doesn't represent you, the American people. Same in the UK. The UK government doesn't represent the people of the United Kingdom. It, it represents the state of Israel. It represents a satanic <coughs> genocidal cult called Judaism. If you're not a friends of, uh, friends of Israel, as you all know in, in Israel or in, in the UK, if you're not a, f a former friends of Israel, you're not going to get elected to anything of importance. You got to be a friends of Israel, which means you got to be a, a psychophant to the state of Israel. Anyways, carrying on with Danan and, and listen to this con man, cause he's just a con man, folks. He's just a two bit lying garbage. He says, you know what, con This is pure anti-Semitism, what you just said. Mr. Danon. the Holocaust to what's happening today in Gaza. Mr. Danon, you talked about eradicating Hamas. Shame on you, you for this about... behavior. Shame on you for this equation. You should apologize for what you just said on, 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 on record. Now, here's a stupid-ass con man Jew getting on our airwaves and telling our people what we should be doing. Turns how absurd this this freaking moron is. Literally, he's sitting there demanding, you sh shut the hell up, you freaking moron. You're on our airwaves now. I'm not in Israel. I'm not going to apologize shit for you. She didn't, by the way. She didn't. She didn't. But he just goes on and on and on as if somehow Jews 
have this belief that they own your airwaves. They own what you're allowed to hear. They own what your own people are allowed to say and rebut to their stupidity, to their bullshit con man tricks. Because that's all it is. Just a, just, it's just a deadly con because they get to commit genocide in the process, but it's just a con. They're just con men. I swear to God, they're just a bunch of low-life piece of shit con men committing genocide. And they're going to keep doing it because they want to commit genocide. And so what's their con here? Oh, you got to apologize for the Holocaust. Dude, there are no freaking swimming pools inside of Gaza where you Jews had in Auschwitz. Haven't you heard hoax train from, from Graham Hart, Mr. Dunn? Go listen to the video from uh, Graham Hart and you can hear about what really happened in, 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 uh, the in Auschwitz instead of your, 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 your fanciful story that you don't even know yourself. But he'll just go on and he'll go on and he'll go on and he'll go on. Between former Israeli ambassador to the UN, Danny Danon. And Sky host Bell Donati has caused Ooh. some controversy. Take a look. I gotta get that loop off. Anyways, let me throw it out to the phones now. It's a good good time probably to take a phone call. And that would be to the two eight one area code to Bruce in Texas. Bruce, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. This is right by Bruce. But cannot talk about the Holocaust. The Holocaust, you know, I know. You cannot talk about the Jews. That is only for the Jews. You, you cook the anti-Semite. The overreach of these Jews is absolutely mind-boggling. Anyways, what's happening? You know, they, they, they're allowing... Uh, it, it's going to be a crime now to question the Holocaust in Europe. That's coming here soon, too, I, I, I imagine. Well, you know, as they say, the more they try to protect it and outlaw it, the more dangerous it's going to get for Jews because there's going to come a place when it starts to backlash on them. Unless we're going to go full Soviet Union. You know what I mean? If America's going to go full Soviet Union, yeah, then it's going to happen. Then for sure it's going to happen because America's full Soviet Union status is going to be brought about because Jews run it all, you know what I mean? So, and they do run it all. So it's not like this is a secret. So yeah, it, it, if it comes, it's then 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 America will obviously have been completely destroyed. Yeah, you say for Soviet Union, and yeah, that is coming here, and it it could end up worse than that. I mean, if, if there's a big flashback, they're going to use the state to. Uh, I think January sixth, they saw that as wow, man, we can just lock up all our enemies. Or all the enemies of a certain party, this time it'll be all the Jews or the, the, the power block of Judaism worldwide, and no one's going to do anything about it. It's like we can just commit genocide on TV. Well, not so much on TV anymore, but on the Internet where you can just go someplace and see children being murdered by the thousands. Tens of thousands now. Tens of Yes, I saw that. I saw that. I did not did not get to grab that, but I actually did see that. I don't know if he was out of Tennessee or where this guy's from, but he's like, Yeah, I think we just killed them all. Why don't we just kill them all? Yeah, what if he said let's kill all the Jews? Oh man, he'd be Yes. You know what's happening too is that Jews are making the case now that a genocide of Jews would be acceptable under Jewish rules of law. 
In other words, if you're going to fight Jewish people under a Jewish norm of law, we remove Western Western ideals and we only allow for Jewish ideals, every man, woman, and, and child within the Jewish community becomes fair game. And I know we don't typically go down that road because we are moral, not Jews, you know. And, and so you just don't go target every man, woman, and child like Jews are doing because it's exactly what they're doing. I mean, they're leaving nothing, nothing at all to stand. Um, but it, now you're understanding everybody, if you don't know what happened in the Eastern, you know, in the Eastern Front during World War II, why it was such a brutal war, you were fighting this type of enemy. I mean, the Russians were the Jews of today. You know, and and Putin well, could try to apologize. That's correct. That's that's correct. You had no choice. You either did this, or the Jewish apparatchiks behind them would just shoot you, just like the Ukrainians are doing to the to the Ukrainian people today. So the Jews of today were the Russians of yesteryear. And for for Putin to try to whitewash all of this is the great patriotic war and the Germans were all bad. No, what they were fighting was a pretty frickin' sinister evil enemy. They didn't have the same values when they were fighting against the Americans and the British. In fact, every single British POW survived the war. Every single one returned home. That's because it was yeah, fought under great responsibility for how, how it transpired, but they won't admit that. Now, every nation and every society has its foundational myths that, that they will hold on to, even though they can be exposed as being, you know, factually inaccurate because they, they want to hold their country together, you know, and I think that's what's going on there. Uh, what's Putin going to come out and say, well, you know, actually we were wrong. Uh, by by massing on the border of, of of the German lines in Poland, and that's why Hitler launched Operation Barbarossa because Churchill convinced uh, you know Stalin to go ahead and do this and get ready to stab the Germans in the back because the British had pretty much abandoned France and were under siege there. So please uh, bail us out, Uncle you know Uncle Joe, and that, and that's yeah. what he was going to do. And, <laughs> and they, he can't and say they, that. Who can't say that? It's just, it's just kind of like you know he'd be uh, thrown out of office. He might be thrown in jail. You know, and maybe he doesn't even realize it himself. So we all have these blinders, and I think that's what's going on. Yeah, and of course he apparently lived through it. You know, so he was a, a kid during the during that period, or so they claim. Uh, I don't believe that in a way. You know, he doesn't seem much older than me. You know what I mean? He's not. Yeah, he had to be really small. I know. I mean, no. I mean, dude, he had he'd have to be in his nineties now. Like, dude, how were you alive mm -hmm. during that period? I, how? You know what I mean? You you don't look like you're more than let's say seventy, seventy two if at the most. You're in obviously excellent health. But 45, if you were, let's say, born in 40, 40, 50, 40 to 60, 70, you'd be in your eighties now. If you were like five years yeah, old and 45, fit. and it doesn't fit because you see what he looked like in 69, seven, you know, in, in uh, 2009, uh, 1999, how's this guy alive during World War II? And isn't that the, the story that he was alive during World War II? Yeah, that can't be, that can't be true. See what I but, mean? Yeah, given that, given that the case, you know, um, you know, he's a politician, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know what the narrative, the, the World War II narrative that that you know that we're talking about, is convenient for him because now he's you know the Ukraine had these these Azov Battalion idiots run by Jews, run by the correct, UK, correct. by the by the CIA, 
And so that, that's a very good way for him to demonize or, or to, you know, separate Russia from the Ukrainians as they're the Nazis. And that's the whole thing. That and you see what I'm getting at? I do. I mean, I do. I do see. And and I see the videos coming out. And, you know, you've got at the people level, it's it's very much like you had World War Two, World War One, where the British and the Germans at Christmas time are getting together, having a party. Uh, they're not really enemies. So you look at what's going on when they finally just agree to bury the hatchet. You know, they they seem to be getting along just fine, at least Russians to Ukrainians. The Russians of today actually do seem like the Germans of yesteryear. You know what I mean? They they seem somewhat civilized. You know what I mean? Not compared to, but they're yeah. selling a narrative that's just full of shit, and it's obvious to those of us who know history. And yet we're not allowed to say it because it's illegal. Because you, all these con men want to control the narrative. And yeah, they even duped in Putin into uh, launching this war, uh, just like they did Hitler. You know, by by constantly uh, attacking the ethnic Russians, just like. The Jews, the pack of Jews, along with the acquiescence of the Polish government, who was instructed by the UK to allow this to happen, and they promised the diplomatic cables that were released. I believe uh, who uh, trying to come up with who showed who exposed this? Who went to Poland and looked at the diplomatic cables after the fall of the Iron Curtain? That the UK government told Russia, I mean, told Poland to start the war allow our Jews to kill Russians, and then Hitler will invade, and then we'll quickly defeat them, and then you can have even more Prussian territory. <laughs> and so that Basically, was yes. That was made. That's, and the same thing with, with the Ukraine. We'll defeat Russia, we'll break up Russia, and then Ukraine even have more. We'll have some Russian territory, and you get all this NGO money, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? It's just It all comes, it emanates out of the U.K. and the U.S., Secret society or secret state, you know, the, the, the financiers. If that makes sense, go ahead. Yeah, it does. At the end of the day, this is an economic war, but people obviously aren't going to look there. I mean, but it is an economic war. Uh, what happened was the Donbass and the eastern part of Ukraine is what's really the most productive part of Ukraine. And when they seceded, it made the whole Ukraine project, along with the loss of Crimea, uh, basically not really worth a whole lot com- in comparison. So the idea was let's uh, try to regain at least Donbass, and then we'll come up with a plan to get Crimea back. And uh, they just tried to ethnically mm-hmm. cleanse uh, the Donbass and, and the guns, you know, just try to bomb them into submission like the Israelis are doing uh, now. And it didn't work. And it's never going to work. When people understand the game that you're trying to kill me to get me off my land, people will stick around even more. And what's amazing is um, they survive through it. You know, people come out of the shelters and they come up out from under the ground and they're still alive after the the, the liberation of these towns, et cetera. It's like, wow, you know, how'd you survive, man? You know, got these 40, 70, 80 year old men surviving. It's like, congrats, dude. Good job. You're hardy as heck. Yeah. It was uh, anything else top before I head out. Yeah, yeah. Before I head out there, um, you mentioned uh, is it good for the Jews? And that's a very good thing. I was watching a PBS special on uh, Alan Dershowitz, and he was talking about his life story. It's kind of like a pluff piece, but it, you can always uh, find things even in those. He says, uh, "When I was a young man, or when I was a teenager, that." The Yankees won the World Series, or they won the pennant. And I, and I told my grandmother, hey, the Yankees won the pennant. And she said, so what? Is it good for the Jews? He said, what do you mean? Is anything that you 
anything that concerns us must be good for the Jews or else we don't care about it. And so is it good for the Jews, period? And that's the whole thing. That that's their entire worldview and their motivation, uh, irregardless of methods, irregardless of truth or, or fiction. Uh, the whole thing is morality. Whatever we do must be good for the Jews. That's what you, can say, you know, Trump was a Zionist. Yes, he maybe he still is a Zionist. I, I don't see his his son-in-law and Ivanka hanging around anymore. And maybe he kind of realizes that he was stabbed in the back, but he's still a Zionist. But the thing is. Which Zionist, which of these two dopes, Trump or Biden, right now and then in the future, is better for the Jews? You can make a case that Biden is better. He's more, he's fully supporting them, and he's got more Jews in his cabinet than Trump did, and way more, I don't know, maybe twice as many. And so, and the whole thing is, you know, we can do the Trump, you know, he, Zion, Don, et cetera, or Biden. The, to me, the, the way worse of the two evils is Biden. In, in a whole, he's, he's destroying the West. He's destroying. He's, he's letting the country be looted. Yeah, Biden is. Biden is. Yeah, I do. Biden is is of the destructive energy for sure. Uh, whatever Biden touches turns to crap type of thing. And it's all about just how to just suck the life out of everything, which is good for the Jews. I mean, it's good for the Jews because in their mind, at a certain level, everybody loses and we Jews get to win everything. Oh, hey, we're winning. Yeah, we won the planet. Um, and, and Trump is more of growth, you know, growing everybody for everybody. And that includes Jews, but Jews still have to remain Number one in Trump's world. Nobody's allowed to be number one other than Jews. I mean, Trump's been very clear about that. You know, people don't love Jews. We, we don't love Jews enough. We don't love Israel enough. And it's not good that Israel doesn't control our Congress. Israel needs to control our Congress as if they never did, dude. Come on, give us a break. Uh, so anyways, yeah, Trump will at least allow others to grow where Biden doesn't allow anything to grow. Did you see, have you been following the Fannie Willis thing in Georgia? I haven't, to be honest with you. No, you know, I know she's she's um, you know this whole thing with Trump. Maybe we'll get a little into that next hour. But yeah, the whole thing is just ridiculous. They, they put this woman, you know, snap your fingers, sassy black woman, you know, and she goes on the stand. She didn't have to. She walks into court when they're talking about, you know, her her problem financially with with the prosecutor that she hired and paying like six hundred million dollars. Oh, no. Okay, there's a break. You can get into it if you want later. Thanks, man. I fixed this. You guys can get into it. It's a everybody. Back more right after. is a new talk show where we are exposing judicial postmodernism from the Supreme Court right down to family court and talking about all the different ways the extortion racket known as the justice system screws you over. Sure, you love freedom, but 
Do you love freedom enough? Join me, Alexander Baker, your legal expert, right here on Speak Free Radio, Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Freedom enough. First off, we ought to look at the word nation, because the word nation is oftentimes used as a synonym for country. That's not what the word means. Uh, There are people who take uh, an oath or pledge of allegiance, one nation under God. Not one country under God, one nation. I'll turn to Black's Law Dictionary, 6th edition. It's the centennial edition of Black's, first published in 1891. This is a 1991 edition. The word nation. They rely upon Montoya versus United States, found at 180 U.S. 261, 21 Supreme Court Reporter at 358, or 45 Lawyers Edition, page 521. Quote, with regards to defining the word nation, a people or aggregation of men existing in the form of an organized jural society, usually inhabiting a distinct portion of the earth, speaking the same language. Well, I guess we've kind of lost out on that one, haven't we? Using the same customs, I think we failed there as well, possessing historic continuity and distinguished from other like groups by their racial origin. Well, if you're white, you can't use that word. And characteristics. And generally, but not necessarily, living under the same government and sovereignty. You are listening to Speak Free Radio, the free speech internet radio platform. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's the Patch Inside the Eye Live, intelligent media for the politically aware, right here on Speak Free Radio at speakfreeradio.com. And you can join us in the chat room at uh, insidetheilive.com. I'm actually there. I haven't said even hello yet. But insidetheilive.com, actually, it's uh, barely humming along today. It's kind of quiet. But inside the com, click on the live chat button. That'll get you in the door there, or you can go to Speak Free Radio. Dot, I'm sorry, insidetheilive.com forward slash uh, live dash chat. But uh, it's very quiet today. Uh, the normal suspects are there, but it's very, very quiet today. So I haven't seen this quite in a long time, guys. What happened? Is it a nice, nice spring, pre-spring day out there? I don't know what's going on. Uh, but anyways, welcome, welcome in the chat room. And then... Uh, 
A telephone line, 323-275-1314. That's 1323-275-1314. Or you can go to speakfreeradio.com forward slash ITEL. Speakfreeradio.com forward slash ITEL. And we can put you in there. I, uh, if you can, uh, either A, you can activate your, ma- activate your mic. That'll tell me you want to come on. Or two, put a message in the chat room there, the private chat room there, and we can try to get you there also. But I'm bouncing, obviously, between the different screens, even in the studio. So I got to sometimes it takes a while to get back over to see you. Uh, anyways, we, we talked about Danny Denano, and then we had Sky News, just to kind of get you the final tie this whole thing up, just how much control Jews really do have in the West. Sky News, after that event, came out with a with a uh, statement regarding this woman's uh, tussle, <laughs> tussle with this Danny Danone guy. Earlier today in with the- Israeli politician Danny Danon, a Sky News presenter made a comparison between Mr. Danon's comments on Israel's war with Hamas and the treatment of Jewish people in the Holocaust. Sky News recognized the complete inappropriateness of this comparison and the offensive nature of those comments. Sky News would like to apologize unreservedly for the comparison and to Mr. Danon personally for making the comparison. In an interview earlier today with Israeli politicians... When you think about it, who apologizes? You know what I mean? I mean, who goes out and apologizes for just something that is something like this? The idea that you needed to go apologize just shows you how much power Jewish people really do have. I'm not about everybody. You know, that power extends all the way down to your local rabbi, as far as I can tell. And maybe I'm wrong. But the rabbi probably supports the apology. So I'm assuming he was looking for the apology, too. But honestly, why would you apologize? And who wrote that apology? It sounds like that apology was written by, I don't know, the World Jewish Congress. You know, hey, where's my World Jewish Congress contact? Hey, yeah, this is Sky News. Can you please write the apology? We're going to go live with it, but we want to make sure it's good, you know, so make sure you write it really good for us, okay? And uh, they wrote it, and then away it goes. Come back. There's your apology. And if you notice, there's a lot of things that happened within the Jewish community. And uh, one of those is this guy, this thing about... um, um, Jewish uh, contributions, you know, got a quote here. The Jewish people have contributed greatly to America. No group has had such an outsized influence per capita as all of you standing before you, as all of you standing before you and all of those who went before me and all of those who went before you. You make up 11% of the seats of the United States Congress. Of course, it's more than that now. You make up one-third of the Nobel laureates. It just tells you how corrupt the Nobel, Prize, the Nobel Prizes are. I think you, as usual, underestimate the impact the Jewish heritage. No, we don't. You're a genocidal death cult. We get it. I really mean that. I think you vastly underestimate the impact you've had on the development of this nation. Actually, we become a shithole nation under Jewish uh, control. Yeah, I, I think we do vastly underestimate the amount of uh, – we are vastly underestimating the, uh, the, the total destruction that Jews have brought to America. I, I think that's true. We are underestimating the impact that Jews have had on the, the negative development of the United States. 100% true. 100%. So 
you know, even Candace Owen out there, you know, they talk about the Germans and the book burnings and all of this stuff. You know, it's getting mainstream, folks. We just have to keep hammering on the on the talking points, twisting the talking points, expanding where we can. Um, the the Overton window, you know, I think the group, the flood before me is probably doing that in, in a way using our artistry, you know, art, music as a way to expand the Overton window. We used ours using logic and reason, rhetoric, uh, many ways to do it, I guess. Others are using maybe video, but we have to keep hammering on it. Now I'm watching this inner, this, this discussion or this, uh, small out clip of Candace and you can see she's reading. She's actually reading. She's not actually saying this just add you know ad libbing it. She's actually Do you know which books the Nazis were burning? And I'm asking you this and I'm telling you why it blew my mind is because definitely something that we covered extensively and you will cover extensively throughout the public education system is the Holocaust, Nazi Germany. It's why so many people, when they're commenting, it seems like the only historical reference they have is it's just like Hitler. It's literally Nazis. So that, that obsession with only referring to that historical aspect is partially because when you're in the public school system, you, you really focus on World War II and the Nazis. So I was shocked that I never learned throughout that schooling, that the brown shirts, you know, the, the student activists that went around burning a bunch of books were burning books that they deemed to be Marxist and that they deemed to be overtly sexual. And one of the first and most notorious book burnings was the student-led destruction of the library at the Institute for Sexual Research. That library was founded by a man named Magnus Hirschfeld, and he was the guy who actually first coined the term transsexual. See, so it's becoming more and more mainstream. We have to keep hammering it. We have to, you know, continue to show the parallels of Weimar Germany and the United States today. You know, other countries may be gone, for all I know. Uh, but you certainly have to admire what the French have pulled off, what the uh, German farmers have pulled off. Uh, a lot of this has been very positive news. You know, what we've seen coming out of uh, Europe the past, I don't know, two weeks or so, uh, with the amount of people coming out and really just saying hell no to Klaus Schwab, to the communists. Remember, Klaus Schwab is just a Jewish communist, and climate change is just Jewish communism. And, and uh the ESG cult is just Jewish communism. DEI is just Jewish communism. Everything about this stuff is nothing but Jewish communism. But anyways, Candace Owens, she's out there. She's talking. She's got a huge audience. Let her keep talking. Even if she doesn't get that high on it, it's okay for me. Um, she's, uh, she's, you know, anybody that wants to contribute to the discussion, it's all well and good for me. I'm, I'm more than happy to have more voices talking. We'll do our best, obviously, from our little angle here, but, uh, we are not going to stop. You know, we've had, of course, the moving forward now, geopolitically, you've got the, uh, G20. I remember when it was here, uh, they had a commemorative 20. Real bill. I think I, I don't think I have any 20 real bills left. I think if I get a 20 real G20, uh, real bill, I'm going to keep it as a souvenir because they, they had a special issue G20 Saudi real bill. Uh, it was held because of the, because of the, uh, 
what do you call it? Because of COVID, it was actually done virtually. So I remember going to the actual G20 office. Uh, we looked at the protocol on the flags. We made some recommendations. Uh, change this, do that. That doesn't look very good. You, you don't want to put that up there. Uh, did a whole lot of work relative to the protocol on the G20. Not a ton of work, but a little bit of work on the protocol of the G20. That was kind of cool. And, um, you know, it's now going on, I believe, where? Down in... Um, is it Indonesia? I think maybe Indonesia is where it's at. If Malaysia or Indonesia, I'm not exactly sure where it's going on. But nonetheless, you know, you've got a lot of resistance to peace in Gaza coming from the Jewish community in America, uh, starting with Anthony Blinken. Blinken is one of these radical terrorist Jews, you know, one of these radical Jabotinsky-style terrorist Jews that thinks that he as a Jew is able to do whatever he wants to whom and to whatever he wants, and he should be able to get away with it because, you know, he's Jewish, and he's Secretary of State of the Superpower United States, which is owned and controlled by the Jewish people, and uh, they can do whatever they want. Well, there's been a secret conversation. It went public at the G20 foreign ministers. And what it really was, was a, uh, in a different language, it was Lavrov, who's the Prime Minister of Russia snubbing Blinken directly in and above it got it on camera and in the audio uh, he shook hands with Saudi Arabia Bolivia and Turkish counterparts and then he just didn't bother with uh, Mr. Blinken you know didn't shake his hands nothing you know so it's not in Switzerland is it uh, no, I think I don't think it's I think it's in Southeast Asia somewhere. I thought it was. But anyways, uh, you know, so you've had Lavrov kind of like snubbing it. Everybody is furious with the United States right now, because obviously in, in many countries out there, let's say the UK has got a huge, huge Muslim min, min, minority uh, coming to be a majority almost. And, and and of course, they're just completely upset. Even. uh the United States, with its somewhat small Muslim minority, they're obviously completely upset now with what's going on in Gaza. So they're losing. The Democrats are losing the Muslim minority here in the United States. And I'll tell you, it is something that um, that. Uh, <clears throat> OK, I'll take a look at this later during the next break. Uh, but they, it went out there and. Uh, Wow. Something uh, something about the AI. Okay, I'll get into that story later. I can't get into that now. I'd have to study it because I don't know about it. But nonetheless, Blinken is getting completely dissed around the world. He has zero face. Um, the Houthis, for their part, if you're familiar with what's going on in Gaza, we are looking at a literal genocide. Uh, honestly, it's just a genocide. And, and when we talk about genocide, we mean exactly that. And, and I know we said it two, three, four times today, but Listen, when you go and you bomb a neighborhood and you kill all the family from the grandmother, the grandfather, all the way down to the children, all the sisters, all the brothers, all the uncles, all the aunts, maybe some of the extended family, which, of course, includes the in-laws, you're committing genocide. I mean, you're literally that is, again, quintessential, quintessent 
quintessential. What's the word? Quintessential. I think quintessential. <laughs> My English sucks. But the quintessential definition of what it means to be a genocide. You're wiping out the entire gene pool. That's what the Israelis are doing. That's what the Jewish state is doing. And so the only people really supporting the Palestinians on a really high public level is Hezbollah, the various groups inside of Iraq and Syria, but not at such a high level. And, and uh, uh, of course, Hamas. The Egyptians, not so much. The Saudis, honestly, not so much. The Jordanian government, not so much, to be honest with you. Uh, but the Houthis are probably the most active. They are, they are taking a stance, and they haven't used the geo, the legal term, but it, it's just a, a, a responsibility to protect. Look, there is a, a, a genocide going on inside of Palestine, inside of Gaza, and the Houthis are conducting a responsibility to protect operation by sinking ships bound for Israel in the Red Sea. I think they had a ship, two ships go down this week. Um, I believe they've lost actually two ships went down this week, actually were sunk. I know one, one, maybe it went down today, but I could have sworn there may be as many as two, actually two ships have been sunk now in the Red Sea. So it's, it's not a bad thing for people to protect, um, the Palestinians by committing or forming a blockade against the Jewish state. I mean, the Jewish state is a terrorist rogue nation. I think that's very clear now. The U.S. State Department, the military has come out this past week and said, hey, look, all of our action against the Houthis isn't working. We're not able to get to them. They're just doubling down. They're going in deeper hiding. They're the attacks have just made their leadership more paranoid, so it's harder to keep track of where they are now. They're much more protective of their top leadership. We can't find them anymore. Uh, they're, they've gone, if not into hiding, they're very hard to track now. Uh, we've had uh, continued attacks on shipping, at least uh, that bound for Israel or related to the United States or the UK especially, um, happening in the Red Sea. That's not going to be going away anytime soon. In fact, the Houthis are saying they're going to be increasing the pressure. The Israelis have lost really the north of Israel. Uh, they don't have anybody living in the north of Israel, like maybe the top third. Top 20% of Israel is vacant of civilian population. They've actually been depopulated. You have many of the settlements in the south have been left depopulated. The economy inside of Israel is said to have contracted something like 22 to 25% so far uh, with recent numbers. That's after their Ministry of Finance came out and tried to say that, hey, everything is going to be fine. Of course, Put, uh, Netanyahu is out there saying that, gee, once we solve all this and we get rid of all of of the all of the uh, what do you call it all of the um, <clears throat> all of the what do you call it uh, once we get rid of all of the uh, brigades you know the Hamas brigades we're going to be able to return to normal and things will return very very fast but I don't think so I think what Israel has done is they've created a situation in the world where it is very clear now um it's very clear now that uh, uh, the Israelis, as a people, you know, as a as a state unit, is a rogue nation. It is something that is absolutely um, 
absolutely um, at a loss. You know, these guys are not going to be able to recover from this. It's clear to the world now that we are dealing with absolute maniacal genocidal assholes and they control our countries. What do you think really? Why do you think why do you think the UK, the population of the UK keeps declining as an as a percentage of its own per capita? Because the same genocidal monsters that control Israel are just doing the inverse inside of the UK. They'll create positive demographics for the Jewish people, but they take negative demographics on behalf of um, on behalf of uh, uh, the UK. Same in the United States. Same in Canada. Everywhere where there's white people, they're trying to get rid of everybody. You know, apparently, this is a big deal, but I haven't looked at the story. It's just being brought to me in live time here. But Google has a product called Gemini. And Gemini was putting out pictures of G- Google AI-generated images of Vikings. Every single one of them was black. In 1943, they show a German soldier that looks like he might have come out of Congo. The Pope is shown as being a black guy. So what's happening here is that even Google, with their AI... Is literally right. They're they're writing out white people on purpose. They're literally writing people out. They are making white people non-existent in the world. Gemini AI it refuses to show pictures and achievements of white people. That's coming out of Fox News, Fox Business. Google apologizes after new Gemini AI refused to show pictures, achievements of white people. I don't think there should be an apology here. I think there should be public hanging. Find who the people are responsible for this. If you're going to put this into play, hang them. Why are we allowing this to be tolerated? If you're going to try to run a planet based on AI, and you're purposely doing this type of behavior, well, then you're contributing to genocide. As far as I'm concerned, this is an attempt to commit genocide. Dehumanize, depopulate, completely wipe the history away. I mean, come on, give me a break. This U.S. Germans, the 1943 German soldier. Yes, there were black people in, in, in German uniform in 1943, for sure. There sure as hell weren't any black Vikings. What an embarrassment. It's not an embarrassment. It's a criminal attempt to erase white people. Frankly, and this is quote unquote AI. I find AI to be stupid, at least when it comes to history, at least when it comes to preserving some semblance of an intellectual uh, honesty and integrity when it comes to the historical record. (sighs) Google says it's AI image generated would sometimes overcompensate for diversity. Why would you need to overcompensate for anything? Why would you need to even include to include diversity? What's diversity got to do with Vikings? What does diversity got to do with anything? Diversity is a modern day construction from a bunch of narco Jewish communists coming out of Chicago. Who the hell needs it? It's useless. 
Now, Andrew Torba, I'd like to like, you know, he just won't even let me get to my account from Saudi. I mean, I can't get to my account in Saudi, and I'm sure Torba has something. I, I don't know for sure, but I would not be surprised if Torba doesn't have something to do with it to keep me out. I know he blocks me also. He says here, it's time for round two of exposing Google's anti-white AI. Um, post your own examples. Use the hashtag Google hates white people and signal boost everyone. Yeah, well, I'd like to help you, dude, but you don't let me. You literally, you don't let me. You want to control the narrative in your own way. Uh, Elon Musk discussed it. He said he had spoken to a Google uh, engineer for about an hour the night before, and he assured that he was taking immediate action to fix the racial and gender bias in, in Gemini. Yeah, whatever. Who was this? You know, Elon, who was the guy that you spoke to? Anyways, uh Literally, Google AI was not able this past week to even generate pictures of white people. And they're not saying it's, it's not, it's not that it missed the mark, everybody. It was programmed to do that. Literally, it was programmed to do that. And it was just replacing white people. And you think that maybe AI is not dangerous? Jews are like human AI. They have no feelings. They have no no empathy. They have nothing. They'll just rewrite your history at a heartbeat. They don't care. You know, is it, is it good for Jews? They're just, is it good for, okay, we just rewrite these people. We don't need them anymore. So, anyways, we shall see when it comes to the AI again. I, I'm not impressed with AI. I find most of it to be absolutely stupid. You know, I use it. It's like, you know, when you look at like chat GPT, it's just them giving you a, 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 a paragraph or two for a, for a, uh, what do you call it? A, um, a web search. If you're just doing a web search and yeah, I can get it to write some articles for me. Uh, yeah. Okay. Save me some time. Yeah. That, that saved me some time. Yeah. That was okay. It wasn't too bad. You know, it wasn't too stupid. It wasn't written by too many, uh, woke morons out there, but you'd be surprised. Anyways, um, telephone lines again are going to be there. Three, two, three, two, seven, five, one, three, one, four. Chat room is, uh, still quiet. Very quiet today. I'm not sure why. You guys have any ideas why? But it's at uh, inside the iLive. Click on the live chat button. It's still quiet there. Maybe they all went over to the flood. Maybe all of you went to see the flood. And then uh, last step is speakfreeradio.com forward slash ITEL. Speakfreeradio.com forward slash ITEL. And that will get you into the backside where you can actually come in and uh, participate that way if you'd like to participate in the backside of the studio. Got to be careful how you word that stuff. Jews might be listening. Um, so what else do we want to do real quick before we got like a minute and a half, two minutes, maybe three minutes before we go into a break here. So let me go back to my old script here. I've run out of time. See, guys, that happens on a three-hour show. It, it can happen. It's a three-hour show. All right. We talked about uh, the U.S. being isolated at the G20. It's a very big deal. Uh, the United States, again, is being completely side side group, side uh, side uh, side you know. But there's another issue, too. And this showed up on Press TV. Press TV is, of course, Iranian TV. But they're talking in a way that we are talking to a very big level. And, and if you notice, there's, quote, unquote, denazification. When the Germans lost the war, they denazified Germany. When uh, Saddam lost the war, they de-Saddam, they de um 
Iraq. Of course, now they're talking about denazifying Ukraine. Well, Iranian TV is actually speaking about what has to happen relative to taking out Jewish power. Which Zionist groups then do you think should be disbanded, in your opinion? Well, I think, again, you, you, you use the Nazi example. But what do we, what do we think about the NDSDAP and, uh, and the Hitler Youth, and obviously those organizations have to be sorted out. And sure. that, in, the, in the case of the, the World Zionist Organization, that's an organization which is at the forefront of ethnic cleansing through its various agencies, through the Jewish Agency and through the Jewish National Fund, which steals Palestinian land. So those organizations have to be disbanded. In every country, there's a Zionist movement, there's a Zionist Federation. It's one in the UK, one in the US, many other countries. And they have um, multiple members. Most of those organizations would have to go. But there are some of the organizations that are are currently part of the World Zionist Organization who, who, you know, plausibly could disaffiliate. And there's been discussions, for example, in the Union of Jewish Students, Zionist organization, about whether it should be a a Zionist or a non-Zionist organization. Currently, it's a Zionist organization. But there is this very small minority within the UJS pushing for a, a a post or a non-Zionist position. That's the way that, that these organisations would have to go. Otherwise, they have to to be to be removed. Otherwise, they, they continue to be genocidal and yeah. racist. Other organisations, like for example, the Conservative Friends of Israel and the Labour Friends of Israel, not formally part of the Zionist movement, no. but absolutely to the core about promoting the idea of yeah. genocidal Jewish state. So they would have to go. Friends of Palestine, the Labour Party, the Conservative Party, currently. And we'll be back after this. That's like tight line. Back after this. It's a completely unexpected assortment of people. There is no thread that I can find that connects all of the people who've popped up in my life to be that lone, brave person in the crowd who says, no, thank you. You could not have known who these people are. They don't fit a common profile. Some are people like me. Some of them don't look like me at all. Some of them are people I despised on political grounds just a few years ago. But there is in one case someone who I made fun of on television who was really the embodiment of everything I found repulsive, who in the middle of COVID decided, no, I'm not going along with this. And once you say one true thing and stick with it, all kinds of other true things occur to you. The truth is contagious. And the second you decide to tell the truth about something, you are filled with this, I don't want to get supernatural on you, but you are filled with this power from somewhere else. Try it. I disagree with you. We're going to talk about these issues in the open regardless of the color of our skin. The more you tell the truth, the stronger you become. That's completely real. But you look around and you see these people, and some of them really have paid a heavy price for telling the truth. And they are cast out of their groups, whatever those groups are, but they do it anyway. My dear, I was in deep meditation for our kundalini tantric sharing when I sensed a disturbance in the farce. Yes, my darling Michael, I sense it too. Something is changing with my lost weekend with Giuseppe the G-Man. Uh-oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? 
Listen, guess what today is? Hulk Day! That's right, Truthaholics. Your lost weekend with Giuseppe now begins on Hump Day. Hump Day! The Sane Asylum Hump Day Hootenanny, Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. The Sane Asylum Thirsty for Truth, Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. The Perfect Triangle, TGIF Friday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Your Messiac must rest on the Sabbath. Then, the fastest hour in talk radio, the worldwide simulcast of the Sunday Night Sane Asylum on republicbroadcasting.org and speakfreeradio.com. If you miss any live show, head over to the podcast section at speakfreeradio.com to guzzle you some truth. You're listening to Speak Free Radio, the free speech internet radio platform. everybody welcome back it's fetch inside the live intelligent media for the politically aware it is uh hot here honestly it's very hot here i don't know what the temperature is but it's hot inside this room i'm actually in the front of the house actually and uh when it gets really hot this is like where the sun is. So it's like, you can't stay here during the summer. It's like, you have to abandon this room, abandon ship type of thing. And then I go back to the back of the house where the studio is, where it's cooler, which can still be hot, but it's hot here today. And, uh, I'm not ready for that. Frankly, it still feels like winter to me. I'm looking for some more cold wear, cold weather, something cool to keep me like relaxed and comfortable, but uh, we're not getting that. Anyways, what can I do inside the eye live speak speakfreeradio.com forward slash ITEL and 323-275-1314. That's 1323-275-1314. Let's see. Going to do a little bit of whirlwind of news, I guess, for now, just to get things going. First, we want to start with uh, this idea of the con men. You know, a lot of these people working at the World Economic Forum, a lot of these guys that are supporting Klaus Schwab, and the young young rulers or young, I shouldn't say young leaders, right, that uh, Klaus Schwab is promoting. People like a Justin Trudeau, a Christina Freeland, um, Jack Adern, you know, the transgester out of New Zealand. 
and many others. And uh, one of those is a guy by the name of Mark Ruta. And Mark Ruta was one of the guys instrumental in looking to destroy uh, Dutch farming. The guy wanted to literally just take over the farmland, give it to his buddies over at Klaus Schwab Institute, the World Economic Forum, destroy food production, and uh, move on his happy, merry way. He was pretty much ousted in a, in a, in a pretty big political revolution inside his country. And uh, where is he headed now? He is uh, apparently, according to some sources, um, he's being tagged by the United States, Britain, France, and Germany this past Thursday, all supporting this guy to succeed Jens Stoltenberg as the next Secretary General of NATO. Again, they're all con men. This guy's just a piece of crap con man. He's just a con man. He has nothing of value to add. He's not a, he's, he, he doesn't know shit. He can read a script. He's a con man. What the hell is Mark Ruta going to do as NATO Secretary General? Seriously. Read the scripts really well? Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll give him that. He'll read the scripts really well. But um, what's he really going to do with military strategy and on? Nobody likes the guy. Nobody wants the guy. Who wants to support Mark Ruta? But it just shows the extent to which the cabal of con men recycles its con men so that they are always having a con man that they have confidence in, in some position of power, independent of what we the people might actually want or what we the people actually need to be serving us in these various institutions. So look for Mark Rutte, the former Dutch prime minister, to succeed Jens Stoltenberg as the next general secretary of NATO. You've got, uh, I think this ship went down. You know, but these are pictures coming out, but there's pictures of a giant oil slick of the Ruby Mar, which is hit by uh, Ansarullah, which is the Houthis, uh, hit by, I believe, a naval drone, not a missile. It was actually hit by a naval drone. And I believe it went down. I thought I saw videos of that actually going down, but who knows with all the fake news nowadays. Um... I'm not sure this is in English. If not, I'm going to tell the story anyways. It's coming out of a thing called InfoDefense. It is not. Okay, it's not. All right, fine. We will drop that. But what it is is that if you go into the hopium crowd, the idea of this special military operation is Putin working with Donald Trump, and I haven't followed any of the hopium in, I swear, probably six months now. I got tired of it. But to give the story, because it probably hasn't changed in six months, is that Putin is working hand-in-hand with Donald Trump to expose the cabal for all their pharmaceutical crimes, yada, 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 yada. But it's like, no, Putin is kind of like in on the deal when it comes to the pharmaceutical companies. Trump is certainly in on the deal with the pharmaceutical companies. Neither one of these guys is a saint when it comes to pharmaceutical companies, uh, especially when it comes to mRNA and the mass destruction of society and civilization. I, I, I don't see either one of them as being good for the American people or the people at large. But anyways, what was happening in Ukraine and we have too much evidence now coming out. And some more evidence is just coming out this, this past week and a half. Is that many U.S. pharmaceutical companies 
with the assistance of the Ukrainian government, have been conducting trials of their pharmaceuticals on patients of a Ukrainian psychiatric hospital, and they were doing this for over 10 years. There were documents found. The trials information was found. It was found in Mariupol, indicating that such studies were probably conducted even on infants under one years of age. And you have to wonder how many of these companies um, differ from companies of, uh, let's say, uh, Japan. You know, Japan had a pretty active uh, biological weapons program back in World War II. Uh, so, again, it's very clear to me that the Jewish people that are running Ukraine have no respect for human life. Uh, going out, utilizing their Jewish pharmaceutical companies and, and running trials on humans. Um, they have no sh- they, they they certainly don't have any shame because they don't care it's good for Jews to have control like this but anyways they've they found these documents and uh you know it slowly gets out there whether or not you believe the documents it's obviously up to you to go ahead and believe all that uh going back to the UK you know if you go back to 1910 1905 Cars were just out, and they didn't go very fast, you know. In some cases, they were not even as fast as uh, the sustained piece of a horse and buggy. Uh, you know, you could horse and buggy was making better time sometimes than the cars were. And the United Kingdom seems to be on a on a trajectory to return back to the speed of the horse and buggy. Meaning that the, the the British economy is going to move at the pace of the horse and buggy. That's what policymakers are actually bringing to the United Kingdom. A country that operates at the speed barely above that of the horse and buggy. And what I mean by that is all throughout large portions, actually, at least strategic portions of the UK, the temperature, not the temperature, the, the, the speed is actually being cut down to 20 miles per hour. It doesn't matter. Everything is 20 miles per hour, 20 miles per hour, 20 miles per hour. There's a place in Buckley, and it is in, I believe, Wales. It put out a trial. Of course, that trial turned out to be long-term, and now it's permanent. It started in February of 2020, and... Then in July of uh, 2022, members voted 39 to 15 to approve the Welsh government's plan to roll out the law on all residential roads. So if you're not in a major area and you're only in a residential area, which is like not even important, really, the traffic's not even that high, they want everybody to move at 20 miles per hour. Now, can you imagine trying to move at 20 miles per hour? That is really, honestly, folks, not that much faster than the horse and the buggy. It's just so slow. It's actually the slower you go at that rate, it becomes unsafe. It's just not safe. It's too slow. 
You know, people, anybody going faster, the, the slow target, that slow speed becomes just a target. There's not enough speed going. You end up with more and more accidents. And apparently there actually are more and more accidents. People now in the UK are actually avoiding this particular town simply because it's a problem. Who wants to go? You can't. 20 miles per hour. Dude, we got work to do. Our whole productivity of our country, meaning in the UK, is being slowed down to 20 miles per hour by a bunch of these green, uh, what do you call these, uh, green energy slash, I don't know, climate change protector policy apparatchiks. I don't know what you want to call these people. But imagine they're literally slowing the UK down to 20 miles per hour. And it's like, what the hell, man? You had someone growing, grows up in Buckley. This is somebody quoting here. And now living in mold. I often used to shop there, she says. But once the 20 mile per hour came in, I tried to avoid going anywhere near, not even to Drury Farm Shop as often as I used to. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Must have hit traders quite badly. Yeah. Who wants to be sitting there? And you, you got to go at 20 miles per hour. I mean, 20 miles per hour. And that's like considered the genius new move of the people inside of the UK, all these 20 mile per hour zones. And uh, nobody in the town seems to want it. Everybody's against it, yet they keep it. And this is a case where guys, you know, I don't know what you got to do, but, you know, I would assume at some level this can be done locally and you can, you can make that change. You know, I would think that this is something you can target and you can make the change. I don't know for a fact because I don't know, you know, I'm not an expert on, on British politics and, you know, British uh, legal slash self-governing type of strategies there. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But you would think that something like a 20 mile per hour zone should be left in the hands of the local people. Not something dictated from London all the way down and you got to go 20 miles per hour. Another thing about London are the EULEZ zones, the uh, ultra-low emission zones. You know, you, you have a very storied history about the UK, and, and one of that storied history is a story about Robin Hood. You know, Robin Hood, he was... And you had, you know, his gang of thieves, and he was stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. And you have the, the many stories about the the, rob, the road barons, you know, the road... The, the, the road road robbers or whatever you want to call them. I don't know the actual term anymore. It's so many years here. But, you know, those those thieves who would operate on the roads, and if you wanted to use a particular segment of the road, you had to pay these band of thieves to, to have access to the road. Otherwise, you weren't given access to the road. And in some respects, this idea of free travel, being able to go from point A to point B to point C without having to have to pay everywhere you go. That was kind of coming out of British historical legacy. Well, nowadays, the British have utilizing these non-British communist people like Sadiq Khan are putting in these ULEZ zones, which have absolutely zero effect on whatever it's supposed to do. And they're, it's basically a modern day road baron, robber baron. They put up a little camera and they say, if you want to access this part of the highway, unless you meet this, these conditions, we're going to charge you. That, they're just robber barons. The government is behaving like the robber barons of, let's say, 1100s to 1200s, the 900s, the 1000s. 
and 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 in many ways, you know, you can um, you can you can see where the UK is. The productivity has to be just collapsing. You know, you have the people that are on their bikes. You know, unfortunately, this guy says uh, too many selfish and impatient drivers around who think that their journey is the only one that matters. As if you're just a fuck. Excuse my language. You're just an effing cyclist, dude. What you're telling us is you're the only one that matters. Listen, people need to go where they need to go. It's not up to you to decide that for them. I mean, if I need to go somewhere, oh, the next 42 kilometers, I got to drive at 20 miles per hour or else I'm going to get fined. Can you imagine? 20 miles per hour. How stupid is this? It actually is stupid. From a from a country and national productivity point of view, it's absolutely stupid. People can't work. They can't get around. They can't move. Nothing moves. Whoever's implementing this are just complete moronic jackasses. They should be drilled out, man. Who, who the hell, what the hell is this? Yet it is actually expanding more and more uh, inside of the UK. It just doesn't seem to want to go away anymore. Um, I'm a Google, I don't use Google at all, and I have to go find now a new browser search engine to DuckDuckGo. I have to dump it because DuckDuckGo is a uh, Jewish run. It says they don't track you. Okay, I trust it, so I use it. I don't like Google, you know, doing a search on Google. The next thing you know, I got 15 ads for whatever I was searching for about 10 minutes ago. I, I just find that kind of creepy. I'll tell you, I was at a, a a show here. It was called, I think, it was called Stream or Leap. What was it called? I forget the show. It was all about cash payments, online cash payments mainly. And... uh there was this Indian company in there. I go by them and they're talking about how they're, you know, one of their services they're offering to website owners is, uh, better click throughs, better, better, uh, what do you call that? Uh, better sales for, you know, your advertising, et cetera. And they start to explain it to me. And all it really is is basically spying on me. You know, spying, literally spying on me, you know, my, my web activity and creating a few cookies, spy on me a little bit and then target me with the ads. I said, you know what? You're the actual type of people I can't stand. I told this to the guys literally inside their booth. I said, I find you guys kind of creeps. I said, you know, if I want to go buy something, I don't want you to determine to me what's going to be advertised to me the next 15 days because I happen to go search for something. said, so whenever I find companies like that, I immediately write them off. I find these to be the most trashy, scummy, piece of garbage companies out there. I can't stand having people target me with ads. Actually, I can't stand it. It was like, well, we can make your ads more important and we can make them more relevant if you click one, two, and three. I said, I don't want it relevant. I don't want you sitting there literally targeting me with some stupid thing. You know, I, I go I go look for Japanese food, and the next thing you know, I'm getting hit with Japanese items and Japanese food and Japanese store offers. It's like, what the hell, man? Seriously, what the hell? It disgusts me. Everything, Everybody involved in this whole thing disgusts me. I know that's the modern internet. You know, that's what makes it all go around. Well, DuckDuckGo, they weren't tracking you like this. 
But now guess what they're going to do? Gabriel, this guy's, I swear, this guy is Peruvian. Gabriel Weinberg. Okay, you can't get more Jewish than this. He looks very Jewish. He has announced that the search engine is going to begin purging all independent media outlets from the platform and we will replace and will replace them with Jewish mainstream media outlets only instead. He didn't say it that way. He said, we're going to replace them with trusted mainstream media. Is that the same trusted mainstream media that generates all black people for German heritage, for Viking heritage, Mr. Weinberg? I mean, I'm just kind of curious because, you know, you guys and your trusted bullshit is just that. It's all bullshit. So what you're really trying to say is, I own this. I control it. I'm going to do my typical Talmudic Jewish censorship. So that you Jews can show how much power you have and we can realize how much power you have. And then we can respond in kind about how piece of garbage people you are for trying to keep information from us. Now, if you want to build your own Internet, okay, go build your own Internet, build your own infrastructure, do what you want. But if you're accessing our public rights away, you shouldn't be discriminating against us, dude. We should all be able to just go after this guy, put him out of business, put him under the bridge. Literally, just put him under the bridge. Make the law such, it's our country, make the law such that any Jew that tries this, under a bridge. Let them go ahead and spend their money to try to keep track of the guy. I don't care. (laughs) So we'll see how well that goes. I'm going to have to be looking for a new, a new, uh, in fact, I'm going to probably do that this week. I'm going to change all of my browsers to a different search engine. Don't need to have something that's going to give me just garbage all the time. And, and, and duck, duck goes pretty close to garbage. Um, Democrats are out there, of course, trying to sell to the American people Joseph Biden. I mean, Joseph Biden is just awesome. I mean, he's one of the best guys out there since sliced cheese. I mean, all Americans know this. And the Democrats are out there trying to convince you that he's that good. And, and again, remember, these are all just con men, everybody. He is sharp, intensely probing, and detail-oriented and focused. This is a man who is sharp, who is on top of his game, who knows what's going on. This guy's tough. He's smart. He's on his game. His mental acuity is great. This is a very sharp president. This is a man that's on his game. President Biden is absolutely fit. There's there's not a problem. He's sharp. He's fit. He's always answering questions. He is on the ball. He was sharper than anyone I've spoken. He is sharp. Uh, he is on top of things. There's no doubt in my mind that the president is mentally fit for office. Biden has proven himself to have a strong memory. He's completely mentally sharp. He's at the top of his game. A few moments later. I guess I should clear my mind here a little bit and not say what I'm really thinking you know, can you imagine all those con men, con women trying to convince you that Biden is just absolutely amazing? Um, best thing since sliced cheese. And uh, uh, last issue, I think, before we go into the well, we have this one. But Kara Starmer, if you don't know Kara Starmer, Kara Starmer is one of these Israeli operatives. He's an Israeli agent, as far as I can tell. 
He works for the state of Israel. Uh, he is a British politician, but he really is an agent and operative of the government of the state of Israel. He is a, he's a plant. He doesn't work for the United Kingdom. He is a plant for this, for Israel. And as we all know, there's been a lot of issues with uh, the Gaza ceasefire and all these votes going out and trying to stop the actual genocide of what's going on inside of Gaza. And everywhere you turn, we see that the United Kingdom keeps blocking everything. The United States is blocking everything. Pretty much everybody in the West is blocking everything. And, and, and it just reinforces to the rest of the world now that our countries don't belong to me. When I tell people in Saudi Arabia, I say, guys, this country... My country is not run by me, by people like me. It is run by the Israelis. I tell them straight up. I don't care how high in the government they are. I don't care if they're a brigadier general, if they're a senior level, I don't know, general himself, a field marshal. I don't care if you're part of the uh, Saudi Ministry of Foreign Affairs. I don't care if you're part of the Bank of Saudi Arabia. I don't care. If they ask my opinion... I will say matter-of-factly that my government is not controlled by the American people. It is controlled by the Israeli government. The Israelis have bought and paid for my government. It was a coup in 2020. It's obvious that everybody, and everybody can see it. All of us Americans get it. But they're very powerful. It's a mafia we can't touch. And they will jail people for even daring to question their, their, their benightedness. It's like Israelism, Judaism on steroids in America right now. It's dangerous. And you know what are people do in a Saudi? They kind of like put their eyes down a little bit. They start shaking their head. Yes. Because it's like shit. Here's an American actually tells it like it is. And yeah, he's right. It is that bad. And we love America. We spent our time in America. So many Saudis love America. Spend a lot of time there. Many of their best years going to college and stuff in America. They had a great time back then. Now, no, no, nobody says America is good anymore. Nobody. And that's partially because of Trump. It's partially because of uh, Biden. It's, it's mainly because of the Jewish people in America who have, who, 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 put themselves ahead of all of Americans, of which Trump supports. So it, these aren't going to change, by the way. Maybe the economy will change a little bit, but these uh, these core issues, I know, will not change under Trump. But now in Israel, or not in Israel, in the UK, you know, again, you, you're all of these guys are they're con men. They're working for the state of gov, state of Israel. You're not getting any positive movement in the Gaza situation because our governments are controlled. All of them, all of them in the West are controlled. Kara Starmer basically admits it straight up. What really happened is you were under massive pressure within your party to shift your position on a Gaza ceasefire. And if you hadn't secured that vote on that amendment, you'd have faced the biggest rebellion of your leadership. The proposition I put on the table in that amendment was crafted by me after I came back from the Munich Security Conference, having spoken to Secretary of State Blinken, having spoken to the Prime Minister of Qatar, having spoken to the president of Israel. All right, I'm cutting it there, but he's saying straight up, yeah, this thing that I did my myself, I did it, yeah, whatever, dude, you're just a con man. Shut the frick up. You're just a freaking piece of shit con man. You didn't do shit. That's the reality. You didn't do shit. Your people did it for you. And, it, and it's all brought together by Blinken, which is like... Jewish State Department on steroids 
Cutter? Why Cutter? I don't know. And the president of Israel? He's freaking piece of garbage dude, man. And he's telling Sky News this very fact. Unbelievable. It's fetched back more after this. Inside the Eye Live is not always so serious, guys. You know, we have a lot of fun on this show, but it just you can't tell. <laughs> We're trying to be serious all the time. But at three, heck, my chat room is so dead right now. It's like I got nine people there. Join us in the chat room, everybody. Inside the eye. <laughs> oh dear, I'm so honored to be your first guest. That is, you are my great. guest. Yeah, it's kind of cool, huh? Yeah, it is indeed. You yeah, know, one think, of the most, I, I'm thinking about getting a lady co-host. What do you think? I should add a lady co-host to this. Just we'll just change the whole format for Thursday. I'll bring in a lady co-host. I think it's nice if you got someone you can bench on. <laughs> you should be careful if you use lady co-host. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Is this live? <laughs> Actually, yes, it is. I'm not listening to this. I'm not listening back to this part. You know, maybe maybe Grizzlin's going to cut this part out. He's going to cut it out and say, this wasn't live. I know they were making a mistake. <laughs>
All right, everybody. Welcome back. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye Live. Uh, someone is saying, uh, Dolph is saying, hey, Fetch, uh, use uh, SwissCows.com for your search engine. I actually do have, I have used Swiss Cows. I have actually found it to be pretty good. Um, and I was thinking that's what I'm going to use, by the way. So you're, Adolf, you're, uh, uh, I, I see what you said. And actually, we're, I didn't like Yandex. Uh, Copa Blanca. I didn't, I, I've used Yandex. I haven't liked it as good. You know, I have certain things I'm looking for. So I, I test on things that I know what I'm looking for. And, uh, I try Yandex. It's, it's nothing. It's like, dude, you ain't even close. And, uh, Swiss cows will actually get me kind of close. So that's kind of good. So, um, maybe we'll give Yandex another, a round. Uh, I don't use the Chinese one for sure. Uh, whatever it's called, Weibo or something like that. But, uh, guys, you know, with, uh, with, uh, Mr. Weinberg, the Peruvian guy kid, that Peruvian kid Weinberg, um, over at DuckDuckGo, now I'm going to start purging everything except for his Jewish trusted sources. Uh, you know, it's bad enough already. To be honest with you, uh, DuckDuckGo is bad enough already. Um, finding things it really is bad you know it's very frustrating to find things nowadays search engines have become so unreliable and probably what's needed is someone to come out there with a lot of more brains than i have and start to create a, a, a new search engine um, but anyways we'll give swiss cows a go maybe i'll just promise swiss cows it's not a default i can't set it by default i have to figure out how to set it by default now it's not part of your default choices type of thing. So I'll, I'll be looking at how to set Swiss cows. So if you got any type of uh, uh, recommendations in that regard, okay, I can take it. All right. We were talking a lot, uh, really the theme of the show is that the global elite, especially those in the, well, mainly those in the political world, are really just con men. That's it. They're, they're just con men. And we've given con men way too much power to define pretty much everything. And the time really should come. Just stop. Stop. And stop giving them all the props and all the, I don't know, the praise, etc. I mean, why are we praising a bunch of con men? That's basically saying we're stupid. So just stop. Literally just stop. Uh, where's my script? Where's my thing? There it is. One of those con men is Justin Trudeau. Again, he's one of these, he's just a con man. I mean, the guy's whatever you need him to be today. Today he's going to be, I don't know, a Hindu Sikh. Tomorrow he's going to be a Hindi, I don't know, not a Sikh, but something else. And then tomorrow he's going to be a Bangladeshi guy. And another day he's going to be a, I don't know, a zebra trainer in the, in the local zoo. I don't know. It, he changes whatever he needs to be. He's just a con man. There is out there a deliberate undermining of mainstream media. There are the conspiracy theorists. There are the social media drivers who uh, are trying to do everything they can to keep people in their little filter bubbles, to prevent people from actually agreeing on a common set of facts the way, you know, the CBC and CTV, when they were our only sources of news, you know, used to, used to, and global used to project across the country, at least a common understanding of things. Yeah. What you're really saying is that. We're a bunch of con artists. And all he's really saying is we're just a bunch of con men. 
And with the way information now is disseminated, it's becoming more and more difficult for us con men to keep the con going. Because it's too easy now for people to be able to shred our con. That's all he's really saying. I'm a con man. I'm an idiot. I'm a freaking moron. My name is Justin Trudeau. And with the, with the uh, evolving technology we have today, my con is very difficult to keep going. It wasn't that hard when we only had two networks. Gee, being a con man was easy. It's one of the greatest jobs out there, man. Now being a con man is a lot of work. The conspiracy theorists, which are your truth tellers, are easy to break our cons. I mean, it's very difficult to be a con man in today's world. And it needs to become more difficult, frankly. It needs to become almost impossible to be a con man. Another interesting development, and this is just, I've seen this across multiple, multiple um, segments now, is the rapid implosion of the climate scam. The whole thing about DEI, ESG, climate change. Well, we now see that um, major investment firms are actually leaving a primary climate change group, something to that effect. The New York Times reports several major investment firms are leaving a group founded to fight climate change. The group, Climate Action 100 Plus, says it's made up of 700 investment firms that manage $68 trillion in wealth. Climate Action's mission is to have those investors to use their influence to get 170 target companies to reduce emissions. But opposition from states' attorneys, gen- attorneys general and some Republican lawmakers has made association with the group a legal and PR risk. For more, let's bring in Aaron Kramer. He's president and CEO of the Business for Social Responsibility, or BSR, a global non. I noticed the first step here in the big con is that we have to get our news from uh, a Peruvian. You know, we can't get our news from an American. We have to get our news from another Peruvian. Profit, thank you so much for being here. Let's step back and do a little defining of terms. ESG. What is ESG? And give us just a little bit of the background before we go forward. You bet. So um, ESG is a term that's being hotly debated, but let's take it, as you say, down to the basics. ESG is a tool through which companies consider a range of factors that are central to their strategies, to their operations, to their investments, their innovation, um, and to look at the future. How do they understand how the world is changing and how that will affect what they need to do to be uh, forward-looking businesses that deliver the goods? So that includes looking at how the energy transition uh, will affect them. That uh, considers how changing demographics in the country and around the world might affect their workforce and their customer base and how diversity is an important thing. It has to do with supply chain risk. It has to do with corporate governance. So these are core business concepts. And and I think some of the debate over ESG has distorted that fact. And it's important to bring it back to what it really means. The And what it really means, of course, it's a Jewish guy. What it really means is Jewish domination and control of the entire investment process. You either meet our goals or we're not going to give you money. Dude, it ain't that complicated. You know, here's a Jew, another con man, 
Just, to, just to, again, the world is filled with these freaking moronic con men. Dude, it's very simple. We've already witnessed how it works over the last three years. It, it, this is not complicated. You Jews tell people how to, how they have to run their company, or you Jews decide if they're going to get money or not. All right? That has nothing to do with energy and diversity and all this other stuff, other than the fact that you Jews want to control the company. And if you don't get what you want, which is diversity, equity, inclusiveness, basically a dumbing down workforce, a, a, a company run by a class, a bunch of idiots, you Jews aren't going to give them money. It ain't that complicated, you little con man. We've been watching your gig now for three years. The reason why everybody's pulling out, it's because not just the state attorney generals, it's because it doesn't work. You Jews aren't making enough money anymore because it's just a big con and it's costing you too much to keep your con going. So you're dump you're dumping it all. It's too much of an effort for you. Hell, you don't care about the state attorney generals. You'll just buy them off if, if that were the deal. Just you're not making money. It's not good for Jews anymore. It was great when you could just make Bush hire Mulvin Delvaney or whatever that guy's name. And you go destroy Bush beer. That, that was a great move. Yeah, but that was that was good for Jews. The critique being that um, ESG, which stands for caring about the environment and social responsibility, that those are, the critics would say, not core to these companies. Uh, and as a result, the the governing, the CEOs or whoever else is making these decisions don't have their eye on the ball, which is making whatever it is they're supposed to make. Is that essentially the, the critique? That's the critique. Sure. I'm not sure that there is a lot of factual basis for it. Well, you're Jewish. We're, we're plenty sure. Now, why you're on television trying to con us with more ESG bullshit, again, you're CBS News in this case. But see, this goes on day in and day out, day in and day out, nonstop, 24-7. Some con man, some idiotic Jew gets up there, tries to spread this whole thing, keep the con going, keep the con going. Well, it's not like, no, it's it's a fact. You fill your freaking employment, your HR departments with diversity, your company sucks, okay? You can't function. You make stupid decisions like with Dylan Mulvaney. You got all the, you got a man right now on some, some, uh, under women's underwear product, a uh, uh, brand in, in the UK, uh, inside of Australia, and it's 100% done by, by men. Your spokesperson is a man. That's your diversity, you freaking moronic Jew. You little con man, you piece of garbage. I mean, come on, dude. You guys just keep going round and round and round and round with the same BS time and time again. That because investors pay very close attention to every business, every decision that comes out of a boardroom, out of the C-suite. And there just really isn't a lot of evidence that companies are somehow diverting resources away from core business. Dude, shut the frick up. I mean, you notice how many tens of millions and billions and hundreds of billions of dollars are routed to ESG? Again, this guy is up there. He's just a con man. He's a liar. We already know how much has gone into the university system to hire 100, 200 ESG officers. All right? People that represent ESG. You can't tell us that Ew, it's just kind of like a myth. It's not really happening. It's really not there. No. Look at what happened to Bush, Bush beer, dude. Look what happened. Is, is that not strong enough evidence for you?
All of it brought about by ESG nonsense. But Jews want to keep their con going time and time again. They get up on the airwaves. They try to con you with something else. Just a bunch of con men. They don't, they, what the, what's good? Who needs this guy? This guy is useless. Except for maybe selling, I don't know, hair transplants, something or other. Okay. Other than that, dude, you, what, what purpose does this guy serve? He has no value to humanity. So what's he do? He goes into the con man business. And, and then he's not even good at it. I mean, here he's trying to keep a con going that's being eviscerated. Everywhere you turn, Ford's getting out. All these various companies are getting out. Black, everybody's getting out of the con because it's costing you too much. But Mr. Con Man's going to get up there and try to con us some more. questions to political matters. That's the argument. I don't think it holds up. So why then are J.P. Morgan and BlackRock, what are they doing in response to this current environment? Well, the reality is that um, there is more political pressure. There is a lot of economic volatility in the world. There are arguments being made that uh, somehow antitrust considerations might be violated through some of these actions. And while that hasn't been tested and certainly hasn't been proven, that is causing some companies to think twice about certain actions. I think it's important to distinguish between staying the part Staying a part of a group like Climate Action 100, which continues to deliver great value, by the way, and commitments to climate change. And that is not going into reverse. So explain that. Help me with that distinction you've just made. So this is one collaboration. It's got several hundred companies or investment firms participating in it. Mm -hmm. That is one aspect of what they are doing as investment firms. And in fact, money continues to flow into the clean energy economy, $1.8 trillion in 2023, up 22% from the prior year. See, now what's happening here is if you have 1.8 or whatever trillion dollars going into a particular sector, what it is, is it's, it's taking money from a productive part of your economy and dumping it into a proven failure. It hasn't worked. The solar, you can, you, what do you want to do? You're going to dot the entire planet with all these solar, solar farms. You're going to continue to build, build, build bigger and bigger. Uh, what do you call this? Uh, um, wind turbine blades you can kill more birds i mean is that the deal we want to have a planet where uh honda can go build uh, i don't know a subsidiary to build blades so they can go kill all the birds on a particular coastline is that a great idea yeah 1.2 trillion dollars will buy you a lot of dead birds okay guaranteed um 1.2 trillion dollars is going to do what? We're going to denude entire hillsides so that there's no life and we're just going to put up a bunch of, uh, uh, what do you call this? Uh, um, solar panels. There's no more life anymore, but we got solar panels everywhere. Isn't that beautiful? So that we can go ahead and pretend we're actually doing something productive here. And then, and then of course, half the time, none of these investments are ever going to come back. You've got, Automobile companies at this point in time, Ford, GM, Honda, uh, Toyota, everybody's pulling out of electric vehicles. They just don't work. They're not profitable. You can't build them. They don't work, especially in America in the colder climate. It doesn't work. I saw, uh, watching a hockey game recently and I don't remember, I don't remember the car manufacturer. I, I don't know if it was, I don't, I honestly, I don't remember. I don't want to give the, the, the company a bad name. But I don't know if it was like uh, Ford or 
Chevy. I don't remember. I don't think it was either one of those. But nonetheless, it was a commercial, right? And it shows like this happy guy coming home and he picks up the wife and his girl, you know, his young kid. And they're going to go see grandma and they're going up the hill. It's snowing outside and they're having a nice chatty comfortable time inside of their little electric vehicle and they show up at grandma's house and grandma's so excited or grandpa's so excited to see the granddaughter and isn't this great with my new clean vehicle it's like give us a break nobody's taking these these ev vehicles into super cold climates climbing up and down mountainsides in the middle of a freaking snowstorm nobody's doing that and you're like you know what you want to talk about false advertising yeah, that's what $1.2 trillion will buy you. You're going to give a bunch of diversity hires a lot of money to go create a, a commercial to sell a scenario that doesn't even work in real life. And that happens time and time again because, hey, diversity sells. You know, diversity sells. It doesn't work, but it sells. So that money is continuing to flow regardless of some of this debate. So is the distinction then that people should keep in mind, one is money that goes to investing in a solar panel firm and the other is money that's used as leverage to get other companies to behave in a more equitable fashion. Well, I think the real distinction is between being part of one single group that still has several hundred members and the activities that companies undertake each and every day, whether it's their investments or their advocacy and so on. How is, as a final question, how has the effectiveness been of uh, climate action? Well, Climate Action has raised awareness. It's been an opportunity for learning amongst the different firms. It's been very successful in that regard. And I think the work will continue, you know, as... Listen, listen, these con men, climate change is dead. The idea that you're going to save the climate is just freaking stupid. This idea that you're going to capture carbon is moronic. I saw the, the, the reporting the other day. It was like Earth has 0.04% carbon dioxide in the, in the atmosphere. 0.04%. If we drop below 0.02%, which is basically by capturing all your carbon, what theoretically I guess you're trying to do, all plant life dies. So if you cut carbon in the atmosphere in half, there's no Earth. There's no earth. You don't have any greenery left. Yet these people go round and round and round and round about carbon dioxide, carbon CO2, CO2, CO2. It's like, you know what? At what point do we just call these people for what they are? Just brain dead idiots. I mean, just brain dead idiots. I I hope the phone is sounding pretty good. I hope it's kind of cool listening to the fetch while you're walking the dogs. Okay, if you're out there watch walking your dogs, listening to the fetch, raise your hand. Just kidding, just kidding. Put your phone in the air. Uh, But I hope it sounds good. That'll be good. Uh, You've had China's representative Uh, again. We've got the international criminal. International Court of Justice, uh, again. And um, one thing that the Israelis want you to believe is this. You don't have a right to defend yourself. You do not have a right to defend yourself. Jews have a right to defend themselves, but you do not have a right to defend yourself. Okay? 
Understand Jewish logic here. Jews can defend themselves. Nobody else has a right to defend themselves. So I should have potted that thing down, but I didn't. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Hey, Fetch. Hello. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing good. Well, uh, good. I just wanted to ask you, have you heard if Alfred Schaefer's out of jail yet or not? Is he back in jail? I haven't heard that. Yeah, he went back in jail. Uh, seems like it was, it was last year. It seemed like it was about six months ago, but they said that he was going to do six months and then he was going to get out. I was just wondering if you knew, because I've, I've been skimming through these uh, websites and nobody, I can't seem to get anybody to talk about it. So I just thought maybe you heard that. No, no, everybody's been uh, quiet on my side. Nobody sent me any emails or anything of that nature. Not even that he was in jail, surprisingly. Yeah, he had to go back in. Something had to, something to do with he was showing one of the prisoners how high his dog could jump or something like that, and then they thought he was doing a Nazi salute or something. So I don't know. That's what he said. So they, they, hit, they got him for that one. They had to do another six months for that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the Germans are doing about this. You know, they're they're allowing themselves to be just laughing stocks. I know it. It's I mean, across the spectrum, by the way. Yeah, across the spectrum, by the way. You know, from you know geopolitics on down, they're just the Germans are just a fraction of what they were as a people. You know, they're they're yeah. fully occupied for sure. And now they don't even exist. Yeah. You know, all their soldiers are black. The, the the you know everything everything about Germany was black, according to Gemini, which is Google yeah. AI. Literally, I, can you imagine AI was programmed to erase white people? Literally, it was a, it was actually programmed to eliminate yeah. white people, and they claimed it was a diversity yeah, well, over, diversity overreach. You know. Overcompensation well, of our diversity algorithm. What do you need a diversity algorithm for? There is no diversity. There's reality. You know, what's diversity got to do with it? Apparently, this has been going on an awful long time because it was uh, Napoleon said history is just a bunch of lies that people decide uh, to tell. <laughs> they agree upon all the, a bunch of lies. So apparently, this has been going on since the beginning of time, you know. Probably true. Well, speaking of speaking about what's going on, you were talking about Budweiser and how they got hurt. I was listening to uh, a guy. He's uh, one of these financial gurus. He said the reason why that they do this, that they sacrificed Budweiser and they sacrificed um, Target this way, is because at the very tip top, all of these stocks are connected. And so, therefore, what they'll do is they will pick a company and they will sabotage it because they know that all the controversy that this drums up will cause all these people that are involved in all this to run out and buy all kinds of this degenerate shit that they sell in all these other companies. And that one, so they may take, say, a a billion-dollar hit in Budweiser, but they'll wind up getting a billion dollar a 10 billion dollar increase in all the degenerate shit that they buy and if you notice that happened during the month of june on this gay pride month so i'm interesting to see who takes the hit next june 
Yeah, somebody will for sure. I mean, this isn't going to go away. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how how they they talked about that, where everybody's thinking that well, that was a stupid move. Well, actually. It just depends on what perspective you're looking at it. To our perspective, yes, yeah, it's a stupid move. No, but I guess stupid. if you're sitting at the very tip top looking down, well, I guess it was a, a smart move for you, you know. I guess if, if what that guy said was true was happening, that's what's going on. So, well, you think there's enough people? Anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, you're, you're, break, you're breaking up really bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would think I'm okay, but uh, maybe it's just uh, Skype coming through right now. Yeah. yeah. All right, Earl, thanks so well, much for that. All right. Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll all right. that. Thanks so much to that, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, I hear these uh, sabotage stuff, things go round and round. Yeah, maybe true. Again, I'd like to see more evidence on it, but, but you know, it's quite possible, even maybe probable, but I don't know for a fact. All right, chat room is uh, starting to move a little bit better there. Uh, still all the same same culprits in there, if you want to call them that, uh, inside the iLive.com. Click on the live chat button. That's inside the iLive.com. And someone's saying here, uh, the shape for kids. I don't know who that's, that is. I don't understand that. Um, I don't know if that's two. Will be a guest next week. Um, yes, Alpha Shaper was released early than Earl. That's according to Blackbird Nine. He's saying that Alpha Shaper will be uh, on his show next week. So okay, so he is out, and he'll be on Blackbird Nine's show next week. So there you have it. So check out RBN if you want to hear Alfred. So good for Alfred. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, anyways, hello there, Mr. Uh, my, my, my one I know for tomorrow is, uh, where is he here? Aussie, uh, Mr. Aussie. He's like the other side of the world, man. All right, guys. Awesome guy, 999. Uh, it's, I'm sure Sunday, if you want. It's at the iLive. the people who are most woke and who use the term privileged in that pejorative sense, which Mm. means you have to shut the fuck up. (laughs) They are overwhelmingly white, Mm. affluent, and well-educated. In other words, they are the privileged. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's the privileged who are telling other white people to shut the fuck up. And the irony of this self-selected elite is that they're getting down on everyone else for being privileged 
But what they really want is more privilege for themselves. It is a kind of greed because on top of having all the money and the great education and all the status, that's not enough for them. Mm. They have to have the moral high ground. Yeah. (laughs) That white person that you see calling himself a liberal is the most dangerous thing in the entire Western Hemisphere. Let me tell you a scary story. An economics professor at a local college made a statement that she had never failed a single student before, but had recently failed an entire class. The class had insisted that socialism worked, that no one would be poor and no one would be rich, a great equaliser. The professor then said, OK, we will have an experiment in this class. All grades will be averaged and everyone will receive the same grade. No one will fail, but no one will receive an A either. After the first test, the grades were averaged and everyone got a B. The students who studied hard were upset, and the students who studied little were happy. As the second test rolled round, the students who studied little studied even less, and the ones who studied hard decided they wanted a free ride too, so they studied little. The second average test result was a D. No one was happy. Third test rolled round, the average was an F. As the test proceeded, the scores never improved. As bickering, name calling, and blame all resulted in hard feelings, and no one would study for the benefit of anyone else. To their great surprise, all failed. And the professor told them that socialism would ultimately fail, because when the reward is great, the effort to succeed is great. When the government takes away all the reward, no one will try or want to succeed. And that is socialism, my friends. A race to the bottom. You are listening to Speak Free Radio, the free speech internet radio platform. everybody welcome back final half hour of the show that is banjo time and uh that's a good time you normally it's a 9 30 locally here i haven't had anything to eat all day to be honest with that's not true i had i think a couple slices of banana bread so but other than that i haven't had a whole lot to eat all week uh, i've been down under the weather so uh energy's coming back so that's a good thing i have to travel next week in if everything works out okay. Again, just want to remind everybody that uh, effective next week, 
I may not be able to be able to do the show. I, I should be in China. Um, and uh, the following week, I'll either be in China or I'm going to do a short four to five day layover in the Philippines on my way back. So I'll go from from uh, China to the Philippines and then I should uh, wait three, four, five days there in the Philippines and then I will fly back to Saudi and continue on my merry way here. But uh, I am expected to be out of the country for a couple weeks now. The main problem for me is is the cats and the cat report you know kittens are now a week old they're still got their eyes closed uh, mom sometimes she likes to go outside uh, so when she goes outside and I can't get her to come in I just grab the loudest kitten there I know which one is pretty loud and uh, hang out the kitten over the window and let the kitten scream a lot of, a lot and then uh, you could see Ling Ning she like meow 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 looks up and sees the kitten and she comes running upstairs it's kind of a dirty trick but it works and it works effectively so that's an easy way to bring her back into the house so I do that and uh but uh, she's got the four kittens. They're all still healthy. Uh, we haven't lost any, so that's a good thing. We have one completely black. I mean, absolutely black, 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 black. There's not a single ounce of, not a hair of white anywhere. It's like the legs are gray, which may be because the hair is still very short. And then the rest of the body is just a really, really dark black and uh, kind of an interesting thing there. So my main concern, obviously, is how to get uh, Ling Ning fed and taken care of for the next two weeks. I'm still trying to work that through. Haven't done that yet, but we hope to have that done. Well, we we really hope to have that done uh, before my, my travel this week. So let's uh, hope that all works out. Uh, let's see. If you are in the... Um, uh, the uh, business of uh, information, influence, all that kind of stuff. This show certainly fits in that category. Uh, even though we are still small, it's, uh, you know, we're still somewhat uh, influential, somewhat, a little bit within our own little circles. I know we're pretty influential. But what happens is that, as you've seen with AI, you know, AI generates all black Germans. AI cannot, Google's AI cannot generate a white person because it's not programmed to do so. The people behind Google AI and Microsoft, they're basically all on the same team. They may compete with each other, but they're on the same team. If the government, the Democrats, the communists say shut down all information, then they will shut down all the information. And how are they going to, to, to discuss it as? It's going to be as, quote-unquote, disinformation. So if we were to share with you a picture of a German unit, which showed a lot of Aryan guys, you know, looking handsome, fit, and they're out on the Western Front or the Eastern Front, we can have our computers shut down because we just spread disinformation. Because you have to understand, disinformation... <laughs> Relative to the status quo or the powers that, that, that control all of this, this information is the truth. So, again, you've got a case now where Microsoft, and it's gonna, this, this is going to gain more and more promise because as 2024 moves along and the 2024 elections become more and more 
in focus and and hotly debated and lots of influencers are going to be out there pushing whatever they want to be pushing. You have people like Google, people like Microsoft are going to be trying to sway the vote. They're going to try to rig the election in favor of their candidates. So what Microsoft is claiming here, at least this is in a story coming out of um, uh, TV. According to this, it says that Microsoft has announced plans to disable. I can't imagine them actually doing that. But disable the computers of people who share non-mainstream content online in an attempt to combat so-called misinformation in the run-up to the 2024 elections. Well, if you just listen to Google AI, a white person as a German is misinformation. So again, that's how stupid these people truly are, but they will stick to their guns. Now, during an interview with NBC's Lester Holt, the street shitter, he's not American, Satya Nadella, he's not an American, was questioned about how AI might either assist or endanger the future election. And uh, Nadell's response seemed to imply a willingness to use technology. Of course, he would. He's not American. He doesn't understand American values. He doesn't understand Western systems. This guy's an Indian guy. He knows nothing about Western tradition, Western civilization. He'll do whatever. Again, he'll go shit on your lawn if you asked him to, probably. You know what I mean? I'm just joking about that. But again, he doesn't have any respect for the West. Yet he's running one of our one of our more strategic corporations. He honestly, honestly should be not allowed to do that. We should only allow, like in Saudi Arabia, only Saudis can have key positions. That's it. Same with Israel. Only Israelis can have key positions. Jordan, only Jordanians can have key positions. And running one of our top information companies should be to a pure Western American, traditional American. Somebody that follows our Western traditional senses. But according to this Nadella, he said this is not the first election where we dealt with disinformation. Yeah, like like everybody's black, right? Is that what you mean, you little freaking moron? Is that the misinformation you're talking about? Where you guys can't even get simple something simple like a white person as a German, correct? And you're up there going to dictate to us what is disinformation? Again, they're con men. This is now he's turned into being just nothing but a con man. He's full of shit. He literally is just full of shit. The whole idea that he can protect us from disinformation. Excuse me. It's unbelievable, frankly. He said there's going to be enough and more technology, quite frankly, in order to be able to identify the issues around disinformation and misinformation. Uh, Again, I swear anybody that does that should be tried for treason. Anybody. This guy, I don't care. You know what? You get you get into a radical, a radical revolutionary scenario within the US because of his actions, because he did not allow for peaceful change. People like this should be on that list of firing squads for when that revolution because the revolution will come regardless. You can't hold back humanity. You're either gonna A turn America into a communist Judaic Talmudic cesspool, which he'd be happy with. He doesn't care. He's not American. He doesn't care. He, he, he makes his shekels. He's happy. He serves the great beast. He's, he's more than happy. What's he care about American values? He doesn't. 
I can assure you, he doesn't. So the whole idea here is that somehow these people, these con men, are going to be deciding, they want to actually decide for you and me what's misinformation. Yeah, white Germans, that's misinformation. AI feels new to most of us who really kind of discovered its potential within the last year or so. But we talk about the exciting things, detecting and perhaps treating cancer. And then we talk about the worrisome thing, uh, fakes, fraud, disinformation. We've seen that already on the, in the political arena. Does it give you pause as to what the potential and how far you can take this? Absolutely. In the sense that one of the things that I, I feel that's very healthy is we're not just talking about all of the things this new technology can do, but we're also talking about the unintended consequences. We have learned, even as a tech industry, is that we have to simultaneously address both of these. How do you really amplify the benefits and dampen the unintended consequences? So I'm just kind of curious, was it a benefit to erase white people? And then the unintended consequences were that white people were noticing that you people in the tech world were simply erasing all the white people. Literally. I mean, what, what, what do you mean by benefit here? You know, obviously the fact that all the white people were erased in your AI algorithms was so because you saw it as a benefit. Because you can't create this scenario without somebody physically going in and telling it to do that. Because no common sense system would actually do that. It had to be manually, structurally planned to eliminate the white people. So, in this case, what are we looking at? Erasing white people is a benefit. The unintended consequence was white people found out. They're not erased yet, so we're erasing them too fast? I mean, is that the unintended consequence? I don't get it. Honestly, I don't get it. Perhaps he'll explain that. I don't think so, but maybe. Marching down the road to the first AI election. Are you holding your breath as to see what, how AI can help and how it may be weaponized? In fact, it goes back again. Uh, this is not the first election where we dealt with, uh, disinformation or propaganda campaigns, uh, by adversaries and election. Inter- again, Google, MSN, the mainstream. They are the propaganda networks. They're trying to hold the high ground. Again, these are con men. They're trying to reverse everything that is actually true. Satya is a con man. He's just a con man. He runs the corporation, but he's a con man. He's here to sell Jewish propaganda. Jewish propaganda is the misinformation, the disinformation. You know, there's a case out of New York. I think Trump was hit with a fine of something like 459 or $359 million. And in New York, they made it a law that you can't appeal until you pay that penalty first. But with interest, they're saying, Trump, you owe us like $450 billion. We're going to put in our own people. We're going to control your companies. We're going to manage it for you because you tried to defraud everybody to get loans that were all paid back without any problems. There's been no victims here. So literally, you're just accusing Trump of whatever the hell you want because New York sucks as a, as a, as a, as a, as a state and it's filled with a bunch of idiots. They find him guilty in a trial, a jury trial. And now he's like looking at losing his, 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 his business. At least that's what appears in the media and on paper here. Now, in my point here, the misinformation is the fact that there was a case to begin with. There never was a case. 
This should never have been brought. You can't be doing this to people. Just you just say, well, you know what? We're going to go ahead and uh, try you for fraud, even though there's been no victims. There's been no complaints. Uh, there's all your loans are paid back years and years and years ago. But you 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 use fraud to to get the value. Well, who how who is the, the court to decide that even? I mean, that's a pretty risky charge to even try to be making in any situation, anyways, that you try to commit fraud. And, of course, there was no fraud committed here. It's just a bogus thing. Okay. Would it be misinformation to or disinformation to call for a boycott of New York? That New York is essentially a communist-run city. New York is a communist state. Is that misinformation? Is that disinformation? That the leadership is Jewish? Is that disinformation or is that misinformation? That Jews run America right now, and that Biden is all ten percent, eighty percent of his is a uh, of his cabinet is Jewish. Is that misinformation or disinformation? I mean, what is it? It's factual, but we already know that factual in the realm of um, Google, in the realm of Bing, in the realm of Microsoft, is basically selling bullshit. We're going to erase all the white people. And oops, we did it too fast. Our, our algorithm's working great, but it erased white people too fast. That was unintended. Yes, we want to erase the white people. We didn't want to do it overnight. AI is working too fast for us. But no, I look at all of this. I'm not sure they can actually do that, though. You know, disable computers. I would think that that would be a major type of... Uh, a uh, major type of rebellion against the uh, tech companies, for sure. You know what I mean? You can't be just shutting down computers. The, the amount of losses that people could incur would be amazing. Um, wow. Roland Polanski. Roman Polanski, the uh, pedophile Jew. Apparently, there are some elements in the U.S. government, still patriotic, still some. And they're actually sent an extradition request for to Poland to bring this guy back. I know Julius is saying he's, he's got a lot of trials going on. I'm not sure what's happening with him. Um, but uh, yeah, it'd be interesting if you can get Roman Polanski to come over. That'd be interesting. Roland, is it Roland? Roman? Roman Polanski, I think it is. Um, anyways, it'll be interesting, guys, what happens coming up into the run-up, because you know that the Democrats cannot afford to lose America. They can't afford. They're criminals. They're uh, organized criminal mafia. Uh, it is Judaism on steroids. Uh, everything about the everything about the Democratic Party tells you about the Jewish people, the Jewish religion, the Jewish faith. Um, it's the, you know, let's be honest. The Democrats, as they call it, it's the uh, party of the Jews. I mean, Jews run the country, run it. All these diversity hires you see, they're just diversity hires. I mean, most of them are just dimwit knucklehead stupid people to be honest with you so we'll see again uh, as 2020 advances whether or not they can actually shut down the mis and disinformation you know they're certainly going to try and don't be surprised if they don't pull it off uh, uh what else uh remember the vaccines you know all the all the vaccines and stuff you know rishi sunak you know the vaccines are safe you know you've got cancers in the uk now are, are skyrocketing we have a huge problem in the united states other countries are experiencing a lot of problems to be honest i've been seeing more and more 
uh, ambulances on the streets here than I had seen before. It makes me start to wonder if uh, things are starting to break down here and, and they're starting to have more problems with their vaccines that they have not had that the rest of the world has already gone through. But I have been noticing more and more, uh, not not a huge number, but certainly an elevated number of uh, ambulances on the streets here uh, recently over the past, let's say, 30, 40 days. But the, the, these politicians, and they're not politicians, these con men, uh, again, they just don't stop. You know, if you listen to how they operate, um, it actually it's nauseating, frankly. Once you understand the con nature of this whole Let thing, me be unequivocal from this dispatch box that COVID vaccines are safe, Mr. Speaker. I want you to look into my eyes, Rishi Sunak, and I want you to look at the pain, the trauma, and the regret I have in my eyes. We have been left with no help at all. Not only am I in here that's vaccine injured, there's another man over there whose life's been ruined by that COVID-19 vaccine. I know people who have lost legs, amputations. I know people with heart conditions like myself, Rishi Sunak. Why have I had to set up a support group in Scotland to look after the people that have been affected by that COVID-19 vaccine? Why are the people who are in charge who told us all to do the right thing, have left us all to rot and left me and the thousands and the tens of thousands in this country to rot. Rishi Sunak, look me in the eye. When are you going to start to do the right thing? The vaccine damage payment scheme is not fit for purpose. In Scotland right now, according to the yellow card system, there are over 30,000 people that have had an adverse reaction to that vaccine. And okay, deaths. J- John... Thank you very much indeed for your question. You, for you to start doing the right thing. Yeah. The, last, the last thing I'd say is, uh, you know, we went through a pandemic like everyone else. At the points when it came to the vaccine, those decisions were always taken on the basis of medical advice from our medical experts to tell us as politicians who are obviously not doctors about how best to roll out the vaccine, what was in the public health interest, the priority order, how that should be done, who should be eligible. That was something that the doctors recommended on and that's something that we followed. Now, obviously, if there are individual circumstances which haven't worked out, then that's why we have the compensation scheme. Again, as you can see, he's just a con man, a piece of shit. I mean, the guy's a piece of garbage, man. He's up there to tell you whatever the, 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 the agenda behind him is. These guys disgust me. These con men disgust me, folks. Literally, you, you, you can't, it's, it's difficult for me to, to even convey the loathing disgust I have for this layer of con man. Oh, they're perfectly safe. Oh, it's, it's, we relied on the men. Oh, bullshit, dude. It was all part of a giant con brought to you by Pfizer, brought to you by your Jewish handlers behind the scenes. You're not fooling nobody, dude. They ought to arrest you today for crimes against the British people and just hold you forever until you start to tell what really happened behind the scenes. You know, people are dying from con men like this. And you know, well, we did, we had, a, we had, we relied on this and we relied, no, you, you relied on a bunch of con men yourself. You're just one giant con. All to steal money from the public so you can enrich your freaking fat ass. You don't care what happens. To, and, and none of these people care what happens to the people. Pfizer doesn't care. Trust me. Moderna doesn't care. Rishi doesn't care. None of these people care what happens to the people. 
And it just goes round and round and round and round. It doesn't stop. In the meantime, you always hear on the press, you know, we Jews, we have a right to defend ourselves. We have a right to defend ourselves. The UNGA resolution 3070 of 1973, I quote, reaffirms the legitimacy of the people's struggle for liberation from colonial and foreign domination and alien subjugation by all available means, including armed struggle, end of quote. This recognition is also reflected in international convention. For example, the Arab Convention for Suppressing of Terrorism of 1998 affirms, I quote, the right of peoples to combat foreign occupation, aggression by whatever means, including armed struggle, in order to liberate their territories and secure the right to self-determination and independence, end of quote. Armed struggle in this context is distinguished from acts of terrorism. It is granted in the international law. This distinction is acknowledged by several international conventions. For example, Article 3 of the OAU Convention on the Prevention and the Combating the Terrorism of 1999 provides that, I quote, the struggle waged by peoples in accordance with the principle of international law for their liberation of self-determination, including armed struggle against colonialism, occupation, aggression, and domination by foreign forces shall not be considered as terrorist acts. That's Ma Xiaoman. He is the uh, representative of uh, China. He was speaking at The Hague at the Inter International Court of Justice against Israel. He's saying, hey, look, uh, these are the relevant laws here. The Palestinians, you cannot declare them terrorists, basically, because they have every right to defend themselves. They have every right to use even, quote-unquote, terror to free themselves from the occupation of the Jewish people. In other words, everything that, oops, everything that the Israelis are telling to the world is all bullshit. Again, it's more con here. It's all bullshit. You know, the, the Palestinians have an absolute right to do whatever the hell they want in response to Israeli aggression, period. Now, it is not the right of the occupier to turn around and then start to genocide everybody. That is not in their right. That is a war crime. So at, at this stage right now, Anthony Blinken, war criminal. Uh, Biden, war criminal. A lot of these people in the United States administration are all war criminals. And that is what's being brought out in The Hague and may, of course, come back to, to do something and bite these people. Let's run out to the phones. Uh, Mr., 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 Mr. Bruce, I believe. Hi, welcome back to Inside the iLive. Hey, yeah, what? Well, I got a few minutes left, so I'm going to try to get through this there. Uh, just another brick in the wall, I guess. As you know, I've been um, engaged now in aviation, in general aviation flying. And so uh, I was just looking through uh, 
you know, articles and stuff. And I found this one guy, he, um, he has a small company and he, he was working on putting a, a Chevrolet engine into a Cessna 172. And he has a prototype running. They've got like over 500 hours on it. They trying to jump through all the hoops, you know, and trying to certify it just like you would, uh, any other aircraft getting this performance limitations and high altitude, et cetera. And he started this, I think, in 2016, 2017. Well, now in 2022, the FAA quit talking to him. Uh, he's been trying for two years to get a meeting with the FAA so he can move forward with his project. He said it's, it's cleaner. It can run on automobile gas, et cetera, et cetera. It's less expensive. Um, it, it, the pollution level is lower. Everything they want, but no. What they want to do is choke general aviation, period. They just want to get, just like cars, you know. That, and what it is, I think, is just it's just they want to get the, the small people, the general population, they just want to have them in their smart cities. They don't want them flying around in the air. All they want to focus on is getting uh, black women into uh, into the airline. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah, that's part of the diversity hire crap going on. But, uh, you know, yeah, the five-minute cities, 15-minute cities. I don't know if you saw the news coming out of uh, Arizona called Cul-de-Sac. You know, they got a new five-minute city up and running. You know, you can rent a small flat for, I don't know, $1,800. It goes up to $3,000 depending on the size of the flat you take. And uh, you can live in a nice five-minute city. Everything is right there. You get to know your neighbors. And let's see how everything works in about a year and a half. If people want to do that on their own dime, you know, I had no problem with that. It's just like these retiree villages, except for Zoomers, you know. <laughs> but the thing is, the, the government itself, uh, you know, and this is a worldwide thing, dude, in, in the West, they're just trying to choke people, run them into these smart cities, run them off the highways, and just make us all like cattle. It's a return to feudalism. And at the turn of the century, uh, you know, automobiles were were too old to rich. It was Henry Ford and and Porsche in Germany under Hitler's orders that brought automotive uh, transportation to the masses, and they're reversing it. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's what I was talking earlier today with the horse and the buggy. I mean, the United Kingdom is literally putting putting uh, policies in place that essentially brings the country back to the speed of the horse and the buggy. It, it's absolutely insane. All right, Bruce, you hear the news or the noise in the background there. That means we're out of time. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, look for a guest host next week. I'll try to make it if I can, but if I can't, I'll for a guest host. Good night from Saudi. Good night, everybody. <laughs>